Raleigh, how's it going? Hey, Jake. Where's, uh, which pitch boy at? <laughs> See, I have no idea where T is supposed to be getting on. He'll be on in a second, I'm sure. Um, but this is, uh, what episode this is? I think this is 22 or 23. I forgot which one, but, uh, there's been a lot going on, so we're coming, uh, we're, we're going to come together and do this again. So, uh, the last time we did this, we did one last week, right? Um, there's been, it, it feels like forever ago. There's been so much that's happened. That we're I think it was last week. If it wasn't last week, it wasn't too much farther. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get into uh, the three playoff series that ended over the weekend. And my God, what, what a, what a shit show that was. So obviously you have, one series that we're all probably going to on this podcast going to be taking a bit of a victory lap over um, that I don't even think I am just straight up not going to be able to be impartial about. It's just uh, it's my favorite playoff series. It's my play- favorite playoff victory by a team that's not mine of all time. No doubt about it. Oh, um, and uh, then we have two number one. Hey, T, what's up? What's that? Welcome to the podcast. I'm just kind of going over, you know, kind of everything that happened over the weekend and we're going to kind of deep, do deep dive into that. So then you have two number one seeds that end up losing their series in just pretty embarrassing fashion. So we're going to get into, into all that, you know, at least on my end, it's, yeah, I look at those teams and it's like, well, if not now, what with the, with the path that was kind of laid out in front of them, but we'll, we'll get into all that. And then we have a, uh, we'll, we'll preview the conference finals a little bit. And then I figure, you know, maybe at the end we, we do a couple minutes on the, I, I kind of want to do an off-season podcast maybe later this week or a week after that or whenever people can do it. You know, people can kind of get into, you know, what's going on with other teams and stuff. But, of course, the lottery is tomorrow, so we can't really wait on that. So maybe we do a couple minutes at the end on that. So um, what series do you guys want to start with? Um, Let's go Nets since it was first. Sounds good to me. Um, So, yeah, um, we ready to take our victory lap, guys? Yeah, running around in a circle, you know, loving it. Uh, Raleigh's here, right? Yeah, Raleigh's here. Oh, I was doing that around my living on, on Saturday night. <laughs> Where's – wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, this is for Michael. Um, ha, 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 ha. That's all I got. We called this like three months ago, I think, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, on, on my end, it was like I looked at what was going on with this team and – it was just clear to me something's not right. Something is going to happen. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be injuries. I don't know if it's going to be bad chemistry. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, inability to play defense, you know, poor meshing of the roster. Um, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, the personalities there because, we know, there's some weird dudes on that team. We don't know if that's going to run crazy. Like, um, there's just a lot of shit that can go wrong, you know, with, with all of that, you know lack of depth, you know, all those sorts of things. And it turns out that, you know, some of those things were overblown by me, I'm sure. Um, you know, didn't end up being becoming a big deal. But, it, you know, one of them, I just had a feeling one of them was going to derail them. And it turned out to be injuries. And you guys even nailed it better than me because you guys pinpointed injuries from the beginning. But we all said, I believe, from the beginning that this team was going to lose in the second round, and they did. So we are – we're all geniuses. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I talked to the the resident Brooklyn Nets fan, and we all we like 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 uh, Raleigh said, 
months, months and months and months kind of talking about it. And I was like, you know, they have a good team with firepower, but their defense isn't that strong, number one. Number two, you know, with Kevin Durant, I'm surprised Kevin Durant was the one who stayed. But with Kevin Durant, his injury being a little little bit under two years ago, uh, and three, like, I thought Kyrie Irving was going to be out because he usually plays on average 60 games a year, you know, with this year. I want to do this real quick because you just brought him up. Who, Kyrie Irving? Nobody's going to talk about this, but I I just want to go through the track record of of Kyrie Irving's last half decade in the playoffs. Okay. So 2017, you know, is the last finals run with LeBron, right? 2018, when he unfortunately, in one of the worst trades of the last decade, ended up with the Celtics. And, um, he was injured then. 2019, he's healthy, but he and completely implodes the Celtics and causes just a drastic underperformance of what the team should have been. Um, even if Terry Rozier had just been the point guard and he'd been just benched, they probably would have at least made the conference finals. Um, 2020, he's injured and doesn't even play. 2021, he starts out playing, but is injured in the second round. So 2022 is obviously going to be next year. So that's going to be a half decade away from the last time he has been a productive player in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say something on that regard. Um, one, Kyrie Irving, the thing with Kyrie Irving is this. Half the time he's there, half the time he's not. And what I mean by that is mentally. And so... In my mind, sorry, Jake, I'm throwing your team under the bus. Brad Stevens. No, throw us under the bus. It was one of the worst trades of the last decade. <laughs> I don't think Brad Stevens is a good coach. Oh, the reason why well, I just he was good with LeBron is because the spotlight wasn't on him. Then the spotlight came on him and Celtics. Didn't have a good enough coach to actually, you know, get his mind straight. And then with the Mets, he wasn't expected to really do anything his first year without KD, and the second year with KD, KD's taking more of the spotlight because he's coming off of injury. That's just me. That's how I feel. So, look, I mean, well, one, I disagree that Stevens is a, Stevens is a very good coach. Um, you know, was I wrong that he was, like, the next Popovich? Yeah, he wasn't the next Popovich, but he was a very good coach, and it was it was him. It wasn't anyone else. It was him. It was all his fault. And um, I'll tell you this, the Nets know – that he's unreliable. You know how I know that he's unreliable? Because they traded their whole to get James Harden, including depth pieces that they kind of needed. Like, they kind of need Jared Allen. I mean, they kind of need – well, obviously, you have LaVert, too. I guess, you know, kind of replacing the offensive role. But, you know, whatever. They, you know, they trade depth pieces on their team and all the draft picks, um, you know, because they know they need uh, – you know, they know they can't rely on Kyrie. Yeah, I mean <clears> – excuse <throat> me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, kind of what I was saying before with Kyrie, like, like he one can't stay on the court. There was only three times in his what nine, ten years that he's been like playing. Uh, that he played seventy games or more. Uh, that was 2013, 2014, 2014, 2015, and also 2016, 2017. Um, and that was when he was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. These are all pre. Boston years. Everything else has been <clears throat> so back in 2019-2020, uh, he only played uh, 20 games. Uh, 
67 games, 60 games, 59, 51, 54 games this year. Um, and that's just kind of how it is. You can already predict with the, with those type of players. He isn't a explosive player, but he is a fast, twitchy player. And he tires himself out a lot because he dribbles so much. You know, credit to his, his skill, like when someone has those type of capabilities, you have to be quick on a dime. You have to switch uh, very quickly. You have to shift your body, start, stop you know, stop and go as fast as you can to get by someone. Honestly, it, it leads to a lot of injury. Did that happen this year? Uh, yes, it did when he played only 54 games. But again, he got injured in the playoff because he got a rebound and stepped on the honest's foot. <clears throat> but at the same time, you can just see that, that that happening. Game one, when James Harden injured himself, you know, usually he's kind of an Iron Man when it comes to these situations. But, you know, Things happen when you are, one, out of shape because you wanted to leave Houston, and two, you know, again, you're just out of shape and unconditioned. So when he had his first issue with his hamstring, I told I told Mike, like, hey, this is going to happen again because, one, he's not playing with it. He's not, like, he's coming back into it. And then they said, oh, he has, you know, his second setback or his first setback with the hamstring injury. Now you have two issues with this hamstring issue. So now he has to play again. The first time he plays in so many games, he goes game one and gets injured then. So these, and then you could see in the, in the, in the playoffs against the Bucks that you saw he was hobbled. I'm talking about James Harden. You saw he was hobbled. You saw he wasn't explosive. You saw where he couldn't move. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, not Shannon, but, uh, uh, Skip Bayless said that he his name was Logo James, not because he can shoot from the, the logo, but he was just staying at the logo dribbling because he couldn't get past anyone. One, he's because he's one out of shape and unconditioned or deconditioned, sorry. And two, you know, he, he's usually a bigger guy who can bully, but he couldn't do that with the players that were going around trying to guard him because um, what's his name isn't a chump. <laughs> what's, your, what's your name isn't uh, Middleton and uh, Holiday. Oh. Aren't aren't players that you could just get past? They they play you know adequate defense. So it's just great to see that number number one to see that uh there. I'm even though I'm not really rooting for Bucks, I'm just rooting for the demise of of the Nets. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just kind of what it is. It, it was just very fun to see. Was it amazing seeing Kevin Durant? You know, there was a small part of me that's like, man. I wish that three went in because that's some history being made. Like that's some amazing stuff happening. Everyone wants to see that, but at the same time, I'm just like, ah, well. At the same time, you know, just to piss off Michael, <laughs> just because we had long conversations, and I would tell this guy like, hey, injuries happen. You never know if you're going to be able to win. Me being as as a resident Miami Heat fan back in 2011 when I thought they were going to win and they didn't win, it happens. Team chemistry, you never know, you never know. And he was just like, oh, there, uh, one person could get off the team. A second person can get injured. It doesn't matter. We, we're so great. We have this person. We have depth. We have this, 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 this. And now you see that, like, yeah, you might be good on paper, but going against a team who's been together for a lot more, you know, a lot longer, have a little bit more continuity. I know that they just added a uh, holiday, but the rest of the squad, you know, well, not a rest of the squad, but a couple of the people on the squad have known each other, known their, known their own game. No one on that team, the big three, have not played with each other uh, 
that the, the previous season or even the previous season before that. So it was just all like finding to get to know each other when they only play like what, seven or eight games together in the regular season. You think that's just going to translate into to possible wins when they don't have team chemistry. Like it was, it was just terrible. Like I'm surprised they won game six or game five, actually like James Harden tried to dribble up to the, to the half court three or four seconds later or three or four seconds left. He passed to Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant makes this spectacular, like, right in front of Middleton space. I didn't think that I was going to make it, but, you know, just because of his amazing uh, amazing uh, skill set, he actually was able to make it. Was it luck? Maybe. Was it skill set? Maybe as well. But if they didn't do that, they probably would have lost that game five too. So you just never know when it comes to it. And I'm always a big, you know, person when it comes to uh, – chemistry you have to have a balanced team it's not always just about having you know the head of the snake being the best players in the world you still have to have you know the 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 six man through 12th man being somewhere good and even if it's not 12 six through nine being decently good to to guard players anyway i'm probably talking too much go ahead you guys <laughs> i was just gonna add yeah go ahead Ron. this is the reason why the bucks suck let's just be number one how many times have they played with each other for the most part, that squad, and they go against the Nets team who is beat up, has no team chemistry whatsoever, and they still have to go to game seven. That is, to me, the Bucks are the most fraudulent team <laughs> that's ever made it to the common championship because of that. Like, you I know mean, for a damn fact that if Harden was 90% of himself or if Kyrie Irving was healthy, they wouldn't have had a chance in hell. I don't know, man. Like, at the end of the day, you know, like, first of all, Brooklyn was the higher seed, right? So they had two games at home. Two games at home is, is very hard to beat, to beat, no matter where you are. So they lost those two, and they won, what, the next one? Or the next two? So it went, it, the home team won, it, the home team won every game except game seven. Yeah, there you go. So that's just kind of how it is. When the home team happens, you know, especially because a lot of those players last year, not just this, I'm not talking about this uh, series, I'm talking about the rest of the series, a lot of people were dealing with corona, so all they had was a bubble. So having these people see seventeen to 19,000 fans screaming and yelling, it's definitely something a little bit more intimidating, no matter who you are. I don't want to hear that. The bubble. What? And here's number one. You're a professional number one. They've all played at least in the college atmosphere at the very least. I don't want to hear that, number one. Number two, if you're the Bucks and you see Kyrie go down, and didn't they lose that game when Kyrie went down? I think they did, number one. Number two. Did they? Yeah, I think they did. The game that Kyrie went down, I don't think they took advantage. No, the Bucks won that game. Yeah, the, Bu- the, the Bucks definitely that was- won that one. That was game four. So, so yeah, game four. the close game game in game three, it looked like it could have been a 3-0 series, and then Milwaukee pulled it out in game three, and then game four, uh, he, he got hurt, and then the Bucks, you know, won handled. Because that was right before Harden got back, too, right? So he, I could it's one they lost that game that, that Kyrie went down. Nah, I think they won, bro. They won. They won. Even, even, even so, the fact that you have to go to game seven without Kyrie and with, like, a hobbled, Harden or an eighty percent Harden is pretty damn pathetic. But then you say that was Game Four. No, I didn't think it was Game Four. I thought no, Kyrie... no, no, Jake. Didn't you say that was Game Four? Kyrie went down Game Four. I don't yeah. think so. I think he came before. I thought he came before. 
I thought Rally, that's inaccurate. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I know, I know for a fact he went down game four. I believe I watched. Uh, yeah, game. I was gonna say if there's anybody. Yep. Yeah, I looked it up. Looked online. Game four, he rolled his ankle so, badly. Even if it's only game four, like my whole thing is this: they didn't have Harden for the first three games. They didn't have Harden for the first three games, and you are telling me that you can only pull out two. That tells me this, and and we can go on a tangent for this for a while. If the Bucks do not win this year, they will never win with Giannis. Ever. Or, uh, I don't know about ever, that one. Ever, but... ever, ever. How do you not know? Unless if some I mean... star goes to that team, they are not going to be nearly good enough to compete with the big three in Nets, assuming this will be assuming they're healthy, which is a big assumption. That's a massive assumption, Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, but number two, Miami Heat are going to pull off something this year. You think Hopefully. Miami Heat's going to be a first round out next year? No, I don't. I don't think so. And they're also I, I, bold prediction: the Heat and the Celtics are going to be the conference finals matchup. In well, and there's another team: the Celtics aren't going to be as bum as they were in this playoffs. You and never also, know. you have the, thank you, Raleigh. God forbid, God forbid, <laughs> the Simmons actually learns a jump shot. That's not happening. That's probably not going to happen. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. God forbid the Sixers pull off a miracle in the offseason somehow. All I'm saying is this. The East next year is going to be a hell of a lot tougher than it is this year. Injuries screwed up this playoffs, honestly, for the East at at least. Um, The West is screwing up some as well. But at the same time, you can't tell me. The Bucs are the only ones that haven't gotten the injury bug so far, knock on wood. They are the only ones besides the Hawks. You can't tell me, and that's another team. The Hawks are going to have another year under their belt as a young team. Like you cannot tell me that that team currently constructed in the Bucks will ever win with Giannis. I, I you just can't. There's too many teams that are going to be way better than they are this year. I mean, look. So I'm going to say this on, on on the Bucks, and then I kind of want to touch on some other points you guys made. Those are some great points, by the way. Um, so. I think this is the Bucks' best chance to win a title. This may be the Bucks' best chance to win a title uh, that they've had. Um, I think, you know, I, I think it is, but I don't know that I'm going to say this. They're completely different if they don't pull it off because, like, Giannis is only like 26 and he can still like improve his game, you know, a lot. Like, if, if he if he actually does, because unlike Giannis, will actually like, and he may even do it too much. He will actually like try to shoot. So if he ever gets a shot then, you know, look out. And he's a dude who works really hard, so that that could possibly happen at some point. Um, now, yeah, I mean, so it certainly was not impressive at times for the Bucks, right? Uh, I don't think Budenholzer is a particularly great coach. Um, uh, that game five was pretty uh, pathetic. But it's like, going back to what you said, it's like, you know, how that game five. Um, when I saw game five, it was like, you know, this is – I was really surprised to see what happened. Obviously, I was pretty sure the Bucs were going to win. But um, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, the Bucs are still going to win this series. And I I said it in the podcast right after that, too. You can go back and listen. Um, I, I said the Bucs are going to still win because all the matchups are in their favor. Um, they have everything in their favor. Like, obviously, Kate, you know, KD did his thing, and um, Jeff Green hit, like, six three, six for six from three or something, and they had just a bunch of crazy stuff go their way. It was like, I don't think they can repeat this. So, Bucks are, Bucks are going to win. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. 
don't know what else I was going to say, but uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the, the, to the great injury analysis, and this is why you're so valuable to this podcast because you're the you're our injury expert. Um, Appreciate you. You know, I think uh, Harden definitely is you know out of, out of shape, and um, you know, not a surprise that he messed up his hamstring. Let's just put it that way. Um, and this is and it's just like you definitely have to question. They've all got injury histories, so and they're all they're all injury prone, all three of them. So are they really going to be, are they really going to be there? And then um, I will say the one advantage they're going to have going into next year um, is they're going to actually be able to build a team in the offseason around knowing that they've got these three players and kind of knowing what they need. So I definitely think they could make a couple acquisitions, maybe keep a couple guys like a Jeff Green or, or a Blake Griffin that were kind of impactful. I was a little surprised at how impactful they were, honestly. So maybe they try to keep those guys um, – they actually have a have their first round pick this year, which I was surprised to see. I thought they traded like all of them for Harden, so um, they uh, they could do something with that. So you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm certainly not going to sit here and bank on um, that team being healthy. There, there, there's just I'm just not going to bank on it. No. I have to think that KD another year out of the uh, the Achilles tear is going to be even better than he was. Number he one. could, but he's also he's also going to be heading into his mid thirties. Yeah, he might be, but the thing is, he's he probably didn't be he wasn't able to condition probably the way he used to in the off season. So, imagine KD actually doing a normal off season without having to do rehab with the Achilles at all. Then you have I don't know the extent to Kyrie's injury, and I don't pretend to, but assuming that he's probably like he honestly reminds me a little bit of Chris Paul, unfortunately, with the injury bug in the playoffs and stuff. So he's probably the, the biggest wild card out of the three, honestly, right now. And then James Harden, assuming that he has his normal routine and doesn't try to be an idiot, he's going to be a tank again. So I don't think that – I think the injury bug hit him once and that Kyrie will probably be the one to be injured next year, if any of them. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, Kyrie is like you have to pretend you, – you, you have to plan that, like, you're not going to – and by the way, it's like – I really do think there's a thing of, um, you know, too much, you know, I definitely think there's diminishing returns with like, you know, a bunch, you know, dudes who can, you know, I think there's diminishing returns of offense. I'll say. So like, I think like if you put, if he's the one to be out and, and you just have like Harden and Katie and they're totally healthy and you have like defense and shooting around them in, in, in theory, like, I still think you can win a lot, obviously. Um, Will win a championship? I don't know, but um, it, it, it's like honestly, if I were them, I would trade. And, and this is will never happen, but I think I would trade Kyrie for deep for the. I would honestly, if I were them, I trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons. I Ben Simmons can play. Hell Hold why? Hell why? Because Ben Simmons can defend. Ben Simmons trash. Like, why are we talking about this guy? Like, like he's good. He's trash. Yeah, we'll we'll be getting into the Sixers, but yeah. So, um, I just have to say, like, I, I want to say to the Milwaukee Bucks from the bottom of my heart, as a Boston Celtics fan, I want to thank you <laughs> for saving the playoffs this year and for making sure that that stupid team and that quitting bitch Blake Griffin. And that quitting bitch James Harden, and that soft ass Kevin Durant, Jeez. and that lying scumbag 
loser, shitty human, Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving. Thank you for making sure that those players uh, do not end the season successfully. So thank you. I will be the Bucks are my new second team. Uh, I will forever have respect for your team. I already my honest jerseys in the mail. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Seriously, thank you. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Um, huh. Yeah. Who wants to follow that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, for, for me, you know, like I said, it's just an exciting, exciting, uh, honestly, in general, this has been probably one of the most exciting playoffs. You know, you ne- it was, it's been very, very unpredictable. People can predict everything they won. I thought Utah was going to win. I, you know, people thought Lakers were going to win. People thought a whole bunch of teams were going to win. And it's just, it's just fun to see that, you know, like no matter who you are and how good you could try to, you know, uh, bring the numbers or whatever, like like to to your evidence, like you're still you still don't never know because a tweak of an ankle could switch so many things. You know, a defensive lineup or a matchup or like just one person that you never thought that would make a difference makes a difference. I.e., Terrence Mann scoring 39 points on Utah. You know, like it's just incredible to see this year, and it was just so much fun. Um, again, we'll talk about more about you know other teams later on, but like. I, I just really, really am appreciative of this year, you know, especially just because I worked so much last year. So I wasn't able to watch so many games as much as I can this year. So also, thank you, Cro- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, definitely I, I, I'm excited for whichever fan base is going to win this championship because the most it, – it's been like 50 years since any of them have won. Um, yeah. That's really cool. And uh, – okay. Yeah, I, I mean, so what was I? Shit, I just, just lost my point. I, for, I forget what else I was going to say. So go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. If you're interested. Uh, this is the best NBA playoffs I've ever seen because I didn't have, there's not a clear favorite. And that's what's so great about it. Because let's be honest here. I know like Kendrick Perkins says NBA is the hardest uh, league to win. But let's come on. The last 10 years has been the LeBron show or the Warriors show for the most part. And it's just been boring as hell knowing what was going to happen, especially the last couple of years, like five years. And so to me, this is way more fun because I know, hey, I know shit. I don't know who's going to win. I know I said the Clippers would probably win it, but I wanted the Suns. I, 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 I hope to, this is Chris Paul's best chance. This is Chris Paul's best chance. If, if he, I will make it right now. If he wins the finals, I'm getting a Chris Paul the Valley jersey. Yeah, why don't you get it now? I'm not getting it now. I don't want. I need him to win. I want a winner's jersey. Them savage. Yep, and he's my favorite. He's my favorite player. Uh, but I will get a, a Chris Paul the Valley jersey if they win the finals. You, well, you need to get you need to get the jersey so that you have yours to go with my uh, my Giannis jersey. But, uh, <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, you know, it's I, I hate to I hate to brag, but um, you guys were saying that it's like super unpredictable and stuff, but uh, I only got two playoff series wrong. I got the Lakers and Suns wrong in the first round, and I got Hawks Sixers wrong in the second round. Um, otherwise, my I mean, is really right so far. So I you know. I didn't make I didn't make a uh I didn't make a bracket, but I do remember saying 
the Suns were going to be legit this year. I said the Suns were going to be contenders, and the, the Lakers are not going to be contenders, and everyone kind of scoffed at me, or at least you guys scoffed at me. I also said that the Lakers were going to lose like that first or second round, and they fucking did in, in amazing fashion. So oh, I just want to say, that. oh, man, I killed it. <laughs> I killed it because I, I know I've been watching these teams, and I'm just like, yo, they actually have a chance. Like, this is not like a fluke thing. That you know, Chris Paul's doing it. You know, he showed you time and time again over the last few years, like he's actually really good. Even on the Rockets, he's he made them go to an Eastern Conference Finals. Like uh um, so yeah, it's just it's just it's just great to see that type of thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted so, to say. Yeah, I mean, so um any 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 um any other thoughts about this uh this Bucks Net series is, is we is we kind of look to move on here. Obviously, you know, I think it was one of, probably one of the great playoff series in recent memory. Yeah, um, for sure. It was just an instant classic, and uh, just yeah, we'll, we'll get into the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, later after we we previewed all, all these series. But, oh, um, uh, last thing, last thing, last thing. I like to I shout think. out uh, my man Mike. You know him. You know, sucking the mess out of uh, what's his name. Uh, Joe Harris and Joe Harris didn't do anything. Oh, he's one of the best three point shooters in the league. You know, he's the best shooter in the league this year. This, 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 and he gave you nothing in these, See, uh, the series. I don't, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have a question for you. Um, or, or just a statement. I, I can tell you this Duncan Robinson would not have missed those shots. Oh, no, no. But you know the best thing about it is thank you because Duncan Robinson is getting the contract this year, and that actually might have lowered his value because they would have been like, "Well, look at this guy. You know, he's not really doing anything. Stop pulling weight." So hopefully that drops him from like eighteen to fifteen million dollars. That's the goal. So thank you, Joe Harris. You bum. Mike above here. I think Michael was right that KD is the best player right now. Right now. With LeBron injured, AD injured, a lot of people injured. Well, if that's the case, then if you're saying, "Oh, all these people need to be injured for them for him oh, no, to be the best here, player," here's the, th- here's the thing: I I'm hard pressed to say that he he didn't prove that he's the best when he went through the only healthy team in the NBA right now that has a really good defense as well. I'm hard pressed to say that he like even with LeBron lost. fully healthy. Yeah, it's still LeBron to me, and obviously yeah, I, I have my own rules as far as including Nets players or, or not including them in my rankings for who the best player is, but um, to me it's LeBron. I think he gets another year, and then if things don't go so well for the Lakers next year, and, and um, you know, he is getting older, so that's possible that maybe they slip a little bit and I, I move them off. Yeah. I, I think he's the best scorer, and, you know, this dude, if you give him clutch, like, yeah, I give that to him too, but he's not the best player. Like, I think we've all had arguments about this. And I think that w- at one time, Raleigh, I remember you saying Kawhi Leonard was better, was the best player. And that might have... Kawhi, yeah, I said Kawhi. Yeah, I, and, and we definitely argued, and I said LeBron James is definitely still the best. Even though I'm not a big fan of LeBron James, I said that just because of the playmaking, you know, his effort when he wants to play defense, and he could still give you 20-something points at this age. Um, we'll see, like, like, like uh, Jake said, maybe... We'll see what happens, you know, this year, see if he's dethroned. But with this loss, it definitely like chipped him down a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, but he's not, he's not, he's still not, he, he is still the best player. And I've always thought KD was the second best player, hands down. 
Yeah. So, um, I, I and, I, and then I guess one more question for you guys: do, Will you install going into next season? Do you expect that you'll have? And obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the off season. There's going to be podcast stuff on that. But do you anticipate that you'll install the Nets as your favorites to come out of the East next year? Keep in mind. No, I agree. I'm not. No, you nope. know who my favorite is. And this is only this is only pure speculation that they do something very good in a free agency. I think Miami Heat are going to be my favorite. Let's go! Because, but because I think they're going to move, have a huge move somehow, some way, get a, a get a good star to. Uh, and it doesn't have to be like a superstar, just someone that's really good to pair with Jimmy Butler, Kyle yeah. Lowry. I, no, that, 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 that can't be enough. It can't be enough. That's that cannot be enough. Yeah, but I think that would do it. I think no, that won't. Make, I think no, that won't. Be, I think that would bolster you guys. Because Kyle Lowry isn't going to drop you 30, 35 points. Like, we need somebody who can actually be a pure scorer. Like, Kyle Lowry, yes, I would like him as, you know, a defensive person on point of attack. Like, cool. That's great. But we need somebody who could just flat out score. And I think, and I've been hearing speculations that this, we'll probably talk about it, you know, in a, in a later episode. But, Brandon Ingram, I've been falling in love with that name. I'm like, yes, that's the guy. This is the guy that KD said, yeah, this is me. You know, this is the second coming of me. You know, if if he comes to our team where we're just known for boosting players to their, their highest potential, yeah, it's over for you guys. It's over. And then they were thinking about getting a big man too. And then Bam Adebayo is trying to think about, you know, shooting threes. Right. And not hitting mid range. Oh, it's over. No, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I just think that because number one, I think they're the best Inside. franchise in the East. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, Inside. over the last twenty years, I, I don't think you can like really dispute that. They have the most stable franchise. They have Pat Riley, and then they have yes, sir. as well. So, yes, like, sir. I, I, I think if they, even if it is Brandon Ingram, they just, I think they're gonna get someone that puts them over the top. Because my whole thing with the Nets is Kyrie's going down. One of them is going down with an injury every year. I mean, that's the thing. One of them is going down with an injury. I think it's Kyrie, which means they're vulnerable. They need to make Look, their team so that they have a viable third option when Kyrie or one of them goes down. Now, that's what yeah, and, and, and the concern for them is going to be their luxury tax. It's like, you know, I think, uh, you know, Michael in the chat over the last few days has been going on about how they're going to, like, Hey, Spencer Dinwiddie, seventeen million dollars. Oh, please do that. Fill up the ass, and it's like they're not going to do that. Like, not he's probably going to want to start, and they're not going to want to spend. You know, at the tax levels, they're going to be at. You know, that might be like a hundred million dollars. Like, they're going to be starting to push like Golden State Warriors level like tax bill, and is their ownership going to be willing to do that? And it's like they have other free agents they have to worry about too. I heard that Bruce Brown might get like nine million a year. Yeah, he's going to be game paid. He's a defensive piece and stuff like that, and that's going to be more important to them. Um, you know, they have like Blake Griffin and Jeff Green, and and they're going to want to be able to get you know whatever, you know, ring chaser or whatever. I, I, in you know, because pe- players are going to think that they have a chance that they're going to be the favorites. You know, probably even if you, even if the three of us, don't, you know, players may have that thought in their head and they may want to go there. Um, now, uh, if I, I, I think the more likely scenario is that they try to pull off what the Celtics pulled off after Gordon Hayward left, that they throw a team a couple of second-round picks to turn Spencer Dinwiddie into a, a, a traded player exception that would allow them to acquire, you know, 
a player via trade at some point if, if they deem it necessary in the midseason. But T, T, so T, do you think you don't think that the Nets are the favorites, right, next year? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's too early to tell. Um. So if we're talking about that, if we're talking about too early, I think that they could be the favorites to make it to the conference finals with another team. Um. But like I said, we don't know what Miami, the 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 Celtics are going to do. We don't know what Atlanta is going to do. Like everyone has their thing. So I would rather you know make that decision after I see what happens in the off season. Um, you know, we can end up getting Kawhi or some shit, you know, like that's that's kind of um, something that I heard as well. But obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, but, you know, like they're still top five teams and those top five teams can always make it to the conference finals. That's just kind of how I go. So I, I, I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards them making the conference finals this year or next year. What, Miami? No, no, no. Oh, Nets? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying finals. I'm saying conference finals. I'm saying presently constructed. Presently constructed, the Nets are the favorites. Yeah, we can exactly. But in my mind, with the injury bug and everything, I just think the Heat are going to pull off a move. And Miami is a very nice uh, free agent hotspot. Yep. So I, I, just, I just feel – and Brandon Ingram could be it. But um, – I, I I don't know. I just feel like they're not going to be as bad as they were. I think they were tired as shit, honestly. Yeah. The Lakers and oh. Miami got really screwed. And and that's where, you know, I think the Heat and the Celtics, you did not see this year the real, um, you know, the real, uh, you know, their real teams. And, of course, the Celtics have already made a big offseason move. And if we have time at the end and you guys want to give your thoughts on that, we can do a little segment on that. But, you know, we'll prioritize everything else first. Like, um, I have I to me it's going to be Boston and Miami at the end. I'd probably lean towards Boston winning, but that might be bias. I don't know. Um, I think those are two very good teams. They're battle tested teams. They're teams that know how to win in the playoffs. They have 16 game players, not 82 game players. Um, and so I think I think that'll work out. So are we? Uh, I guess are we ready to move on then to the? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's move on. You're probably raring to get to the P. I'm going to give you the floor. Explain Simmons. All right. Well, do you want me to explain the game or just Ben Simmons? Um, We'll we'll just go on. Go on whatever you want to go on. I have to type some stuff in here for, uh, you know, for something I'm wrapping up for work. So why don't you uh, just go on real quick? Oh, wait. I'll give give the floor. Do you want to say anything first, uh, uh, Raleigh? Number one, are we (laughs) – uh, when Evan said that thing yesterday, was he like, was that the truth or not? Because I what do you say? One that his uh, younger brother molested his sister or something like that. I don't know. I've never I heard, haven't heard like it. That. I've never heard it. So I'm, I'm because that would have been brought up. That would have been brought up by now by someone. Yeah. So in my mind, this is why I think with Ben Simmons, all I'm going to say, I've already said this with Giannis. If you can't shoot, you're not a superstar in this league. And that goes with centers. That goes with anything else. You have to be able to shoot to be a bona fide superstar, a bona fide top 20 player in my eyes. I think that goes with everyone. Think of a top 20 player who cannot shoot. I can't. I can't. I mean, Giannis, the thing with Giannis is, I mean, can he shoot a little bit? Yeah, I personally, personally, and this is the hot take that I probably should have said in the last last segment, 
But Giannis, to me, I think I would like. I think I could think of twenty people, players that I would rather have in a playoff crunch moment than Giannis. That's a flaming hot take. And you know um, why? And you know why? Because you need to be able to shoot in the playoffs. Wait, what, what was the take? I'm sorry. That, I was trying to I, find I, out I think that. I can think of 20 players I would rather have in a last-second uh, playoff moment than Giannis. Wait, I thought we were talking about Ben Simmons. What did that happen? We are. No, with? but here's the thing. Because I, I just said I was segueing into there's no top 20 player that can't shoot, and then Giannis is all, all – but, yeah, he's top 20. But can you honestly think – I can think of 20 people I'd rather have with the ball in the last second of the game to take a shot than Giannis. I mean, that's just the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you well, talk about last second, but I think he's still like, top 20. But here, here's the thing. With Ben Simmons, I'll just segue back to Ben Simmons. That was the most horrendous <laughs> performance I have ever seen in my entire life. Did you see him pass a ball over when he did a perfect oh, spin move? Oh, we all post? saw him. What the <laughs> that was horrible. Was that? All he had to do was literally just not even jump, and he would have dunked it. Um, let me let me just say something about there's two things. Let me clear things up. Giannis, like without Giannis, they wouldn't have won anything, especially last game. He had 40, 30, 34, 34, 33 the last couple games. Yes, was he ma- missing free throws? His uh, his highest free throw of those five games was sixty percent. Yes, he was trashing that, but everything else, he's averaging double doubles. Like like. You he, he there's other people like yes you needed Chris Middleton or someone else to make threes or something like that, but without them especially last game Giannis was the only one that scored more than 25 points, you know in that game he scored 40 points last game so that's that's one thing and his defense was actually really good that that last game too, um, but again he's someone that I feel the next three or four years they're going to uh break down his shot he's gonna he's gonna do better. Like, that's just, just me. Like, I feel the last three years, like, he's been, like, the last three years, he shot 30% from the three with four attempts. He shot 30% from the three last year with four attempts. And he shot uh, 25% from the three with uh, three attempts. So, he's actually getting better with the shot attempts that he's having. And I think next year and next year after that, he can go from 30 to 35%, you know, a little bit under league average. So I think he should be fine. Um, That's not what we're talking about. You know, he's fine. He advanced to the conference finals. So we don't even have to talk about him being a bum or anything because Giannis at this moment in time is not a bum. Let's switch gears to Ben Simmons. This is the second thing I want to clear up. I did see on a New York Post, I don't know how reliable the New York Post is, but it says Ben Simmons' uh, sister accuses their half-brother of molestation in a shocking family drama. So I guess that happened in April. No one else heard it because we're not 76ers fans. Um, But that's crazy. (laughs) But, I mean, it's like I'm sure a lot of people are dealing with family stuff. Um, so you still have to go to work when you do things, not just basketball players, anyone else. So that is not an excuse for him to be, you know, a terrible player. And he's been a terrible player this whole entire season. Uh, let's start off with his, uh, overalls. Um, I think I looked up, Giannis. Um, his overalls this last year. In the season, last year, the year before and the year before that, he only played, what, three seasons prior to this year. He was averaging a little bit over or 
eight points a game, 16.9 and 16.4 uh, points a game in the last three years. This year, he scored 14.3. Okay, people will argue, oh, he was facilitating to other people, you know, like Tobias Harris had to shoot his shots. You know, Danny Green had to shoot his shots. Seth Curry had to shoot his shots. Okay, cool. He drops down two points. But at the end of the day, when you are one of the lead men, like, like getting money uh, – $30 million a year or something like that, you need to improve no matter what. Even if it was, I don't even care if it was a 17 or 18 points a game. You know, him being the four-time NBA All-Star, he is, he's supposed to have that. Okay, now let's go to his assist. His first year, he played, he actually played, he played eight point, oh, he had 8.2 assists. The next year, 7.7. The next year, 8.0. This year, he had 6.9. Again, career low when it comes to his threes. Now, or sorry, his assists. Now, let's go to his steals. This is one of his career lows with steals, 1.6. Last year was 2.1. And then we have his rebounds. First year, 8.1. Second year, 8.8. Third year, 7.8. And this year, career low, 7.2. So throughout the whole entire board, he was just absolute garbage when it comes to his career. Like, you're supposed to be, this is supposed to be his fourth year. I think this is when his contract comes in to play, correct? Um, so he has four years left on his max contract. Yeah, but this was his first year of his max contract, correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, so you're supposed to step up, and I'll be mad at Bam out of buy it on step up next year. But anyway, like, like this dude well, literally has – he he shot 30% from the three this year. That means <laughs> nothing because that means, like, this dude shot uh, 10 threes. This, this whole entire year, he shot 10 threes. He made three out of the 10 threes, and he's averaging 0.2 three-shot attempts a game. That means he doesn't shoot. He doesn't shoot. Like, this is the this is the, the person, this is your cornerstone of your team. This is supposed to be the one of the best players, top two leaders of your team. The, the, the dude who's taking 20 to 20 percent of your uh, cap space, and he can't do anything. Embiid every single year has showed you that he has he's willing to take on more stuff. Oh, you need someone to be a playmaker? Okay, Embiid, he averages a little bit higher when it comes to his assists. Oh, you need someone to hit mid-range shots? Okay, I'm going to be better. You need your three-point sh- shot to be better or at least higher attempts? Okay, I'm going to do that. Like, he does, Embiid, does everything – he can to make himself a better team. Like there was this cheesy commercial on um, TNT and it sounded like Embiid was half crying saying that he wants to do this and wants to win a championship for the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers. I have never heard Ben Simmons say something like that. You know, he's like, Oh, I love the city. Da, da, da. Yeah. Because Philly, honestly, even though I don't like the fans, I don't like the teams. Philly's an awesome place to be, you know, but at the same exact time, this dude, he has not. He that he doesn't have children. He doesn't have homework. He doesn't have other work. He doesn't have anyone ha- like nothing that he has to really pay attention to except get better on at your craft. You know, two years ago, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant told media and everyone else like he would be amazing if he could shoot, practice his shooting. Not everybody in the league is someone who's going to be the best shooter in the world. You can see uh, Russell Westbrook has been in the league for 10-plus years, and he's not the greatest shooter, but he attempted sometimes too much, 
but attempts it. LeBron James, he entered the league as a 6'8 shooting guard. A shooting guard. No one, Not a lot of people know that. He entered the league at a 6'8 shooting guard and could not shoot for shit. And he someone better that's more confident in there because he went into the lab, fucking practiced that, and just learned how to shoot. I don't know if it's his the reason he's actually left-handed, but he can shoot right, or he's right-handed and he can shoot left. Like, I don't know if it's his, his brain and his nervousness. I don't know if it's the rape allegations that he's talking about, his half-brother. I don't know, or his brother. I don't know. if It could be so many plethora of things. But you've been in this league for five years, and all of your stat line is going down. You're in this league for five years, and you have four points, or, or you have 17 points in the last four games total. Like, that is absolute garbage in a player. And I have people, Evan, who says – that uh, you know, he's a four-time and a four-time all-star. Like, I don't give a hell if you're a four-time all-star. I don't care if you're a defensive player of the year. I don't care. Like, if you're someone that's not contributing offensively, you're not doing anything. And like, like Raleigh said with this gameplay, when he did that beautiful spin move in the post against fucking uh Gallinari, and he was he's a six eleven, two hundred and forty-pound player. He could have dunked that ball super easy, got a foul, maybe even won it for the game. But this dude was so scared of going to the free throw. Like, it's just absolute garbage. This dude in the playoffs, uh, in the playoffs shot 32%, 34, sorry, 34% from the free throw. His average this year was 61. So that's a little bit under, like 20%, bro? A little bit under 20%. Of your free throws, you drop like people's. Oh my god, I, this dude gets me so mad. Like because everyone thinks that this dude is great, and Jake has said it himself and tried to offend him, saying like, "Oh, he's an amazing defensive player." Cool. You know who else is an amazing defensive player? Tony Allen. But is he not? Did he make thirty million dollars a year? Was he a cornerstone of a team? No, he's a fucking role player. And this dude took and stole Philadelphia's money. And made a role like he's a, he's a role player, being like, oh my god, this dude pissed me off so much. This dude like. So I have like a couple of things here. Ah, hit me with it. Hit me with it. Number one, the, the molestation charges. Yeah, for this year, yeah, I can see it like playing a factor. What about the other years? Come on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What about the other years? That's number one. Number two, it's pretty bad when I can honestly and truthfully say this. I'm a fucking better shooter than Ben Simmons, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I swear to God that I'd be able to do. You're goaded. I wouldn't be like afraid to shoot because of a free throw because I'm scared. You're better than Clay Thompson. What you mean? Like, I just, I just, I'm just saying that number one. Like, not trying to, but like, I would, I would trust you, talent, or I would honestly. Would you call I me trash? Honestly, and this is this is a hot take of all hot takes, probably. I think if we spent a summer with Jake, just training him to shoot, I would trust Jake over Ben Simmons on shooting. Absolutely. I, I really think I would. Do you know why? Because Jake will actually shoot the ball. Well, it's not just that, but, like, it, that's what I don't understand. Like, literally, and I know I say this all the time, we legitimately spent the whole, like, I at least spent the whole pandemic and, like, last year not shooting at all. Then I come out of nowhere and I'm shooting like shit or I'm shooting good. What? Why is it that hard for an NBA player to learn how to shoot? It can't be. I'm not. I'm not like training myself to shoot threes or anything. Like, 
I don't understand. It, it's muscle memory. Like, why can't you just go in the gym day in and day out? Shoot. I don't understand. Like, like even with Markel Foles, people thought it was mental, but it's also, you know, a physical thing, you know, TOS, the thoracic, what's it, thoracic outlet syndrome. Like, that's something that has to do with, you know, cervical, like, shoulder issues, back issues. So that's something that you can be like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But this dude right here, there's no injuries that have to do with his shoulder or anything like that. He had a back issue last year that made him go out of the game or something like that, like, or made him go out in the playoffs. But, like, this is something that, you know, you strive for. He doesn't – he just wants the money. He wants the fame, but he doesn't want to work. That's my biggest thing. Yes, you're defensive. Like, people think that you're a defensive god or whatever. But that's God-given talents. First of all, and I've always said this, you're a 6'11", 240-pound guard. You are fast as shit, and you can guard people who are supposed to be point guards. You're strapping up uh, uh, Trey Young – Two times he went behind, past them, stripped the ball from him from behind twice in the same in, in the in the back-to-back possessions. Like yes, you are talented defensively. Cool, that's your strength. Cool. Everybody in the NBA right now has at least one thing that they super excel at. If that means defense, if that means ball passing awareness, if that means shooting threes, if that means running faster than everyone else. They have some type of thing that makes them great. But the all-stars, the people that's supposed to step up above, have multiple. Not just one, not just two, not just three, maybe four or five different things that they do exceptionally well. And my thing is, okay, you have two things, passing and defense. Cool. But the biggest thing when it comes to putting numbers on a point is doing something. I am someone that you don't need to shoot threes. To, to 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 be the best players in the world. Because, again, LeBron James was the best player in the world for a long time, for, for a short amount of time, uh, prior to him actually really shooting well. But you, have to, no, 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 but you have to attempt to be aggressive. The aggressiveness, like, he has to have. He scored five points yesterday. Five points! You're talking about game seven, winner takes all, and you score five points on me? Like, that's crazy. That's, that might be the easy, like, like even when Trey Young was not doing well, even when Trey Young, what what did Trey Young shoot? He shot three. Uh, he shot sorry. He shot five for twenty three. Twenty one percent from the from the field, and eighteen percent from the three. Even when he was doing that bad, all this dude needed to do is fucking score five, four or five more points, and they would have won. You understand what I'm saying? Like he needed. He shot two for four from the field. Ben Simmons, one for two from the free throw. And that was all he did. Yes, he had 13 assists. Yes, he had eight rebounds. Yes, he had one steal. But, like, you, like you, you're like garbage. Like, you you don't have the aggression. You don't have anything. Like, I, I, just, I just don't understand. Like, I understand, like, sucking at free throws. Like, I mean, like, Shaq. I mean, like, the number one, uh, number one uh, when I, example, when I think of a bad free throw shooter, but it's still really good. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand. I understand being scared of the free throw line. I guess I, no. I, I really don't understand, but it's still fine. <laughs> but that doesn't excuse you for what we saw under the basket yesterday. Exactly. I mean, that doesn't excuse you at all. And my whole thing is this: number one, when he was coming, this is what Charles Barkley said, and I actually 100% agree with him. 
when he was coming out of LSU, everyone thought he was the next LeBron James and would develop a shot by now. Oh, yeah. LeBron did. That didn't happen. So, number one. Number two, he's – I think, honestly, and it goes back to what what you were saying, he doesn't have any work ethic. He's already gotten the guaranteed money. Why? Yep. Honestly – Honestly, I'd probably do the same fucking shit if I was him because $140 million, don't really care. Like, but even so, even if I was like that, why wouldn't you just shoot? Like, what? he averages, he, that's what and I was going to say, that just to piggyback off what you said, he averages 10 fucking field goal attempts a game in the, in, in, in the regular season, and he averages less than eight field goal attempts in the playoffs. You're telling me only eight shots, bro? <laughs> only eight shots for somebody making $30 million. You know, Shaquille O'Neal, and just to go, Shaquille O'Neal, he was averaging uh, his first year 16, uh, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 19, 18, 18. Like, he was averaging somewhere between 18 to 20, and he's the lead guy. Uh, he was the lead guy for most of his things. And that was a lot of lobs, that was a lot of alley-oops, you know, him being a power forward center, you know, and Ben Simmons, if you're not like like oh my god, and tell me okay, I, and I'll and I'll I don't want to cut you off anymore, but like this dude is just like again the aggression. If you saw what he was doing, like if you were focusing and paying attention to Ben Simmons, he would try to take it half court, give the ball to Joel Embiid at the half court. If you saw how many assists, actually how many uh, turnovers did Ben or, or uh, Joel Embiid eight. have? Yeah, he yeah. had he had eight. Because he has to be the center, he had to be the shooting guard, he had to be the point guard, he had to be whatever position Ben Simmons was going to be that time. Having to do that, like, he's not a ball handler. And you're making this dude do all these things because you can't do anything. You're you're a wait and see. I'm going to let this dude just do whatever he wants. Like, you give, just because he's so scared of not getting the free throw call because he has, he's terrible, like, you give the ball to Ben or, or Joel Embiid at the half court. Be like, work, big man. Like, yo, what? Like, I if I was if I was uh, uh, Joel Embiid, I would go to the office. Not even not even Maury. I'm going to the 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 owner or the ownership group. I'm like, look, it's either me or him. I don't give a fuck if you give me a bucket of KFC and a watermelon. That might have been a little racist. I, that's not what I try to say. But I don't give a fuck. You you got you got to give me something. I don't give you. You got to give me a bag of Doritos. You got to give me someone else. I don't care if it's Dennis Schroeder. I don't care if it's uh, Michael Carter Williams. I don't care if it's anybody. I don't care. Give me give me back Markel with his fucking TOS. Like you have to get this dude off of my team. Because at the end of the day, if he's not shooting and he's not pulling his gravity, no one's gravitating towards him. And then he had the opportunity because you know who's guarding him? Small players are guarding him because no one's like – because they know they're not going to shoot. So you're not not doing anything. Every time he posted up against a small person, I was like, okay, I see you. Now do something. And then he passes it out. Like yo, your 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 aggression is garbage. You're not that great. You're scared of 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 doing anything. Like for the most part, especially that game and the game before, they weren't really doing a lot of hacker Ben. They weren't doing a lot of that. So you're just afraid that oh they might do it. Like yo, 
get off this like yo if you're that gr- that bum like get off this team get a, get out of NBA you know there's other players that want this shot and this opportunity and this money you know if you're not thinking about getting better like that's the thing that pisses me off if you're not getting better in the NBA did you, did you see the meme of uh, if he wasn't six eight or six ten he would be a UPS driver <laughs> oh, I saw that that was funny. yeah that that's hilarious I mean he, it's right. But I don't know. I don't know about that. That he might. That might be too much for him. You know. But, but yeah, because he can't carry his weight. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, um. What What I'm gonna say about Ben Simmons is this. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of honestly, the NFL. Um. This is what. Alex Smith was before he went to the Chiefs. And, and what I mean, or before Jim Harbaugh. First round pick and wasn't good at all, wasn't living up to expectations. He, he, he him, like, because he's not bad enough to say that he's Ryan Leaf or anything like that, but he's not good enough to say he's not a bust at number one. That to me was Alex Smith before Jim Harbaugh came. Or John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, whatever the fuck the name. But anyways, um, I just don't understand. The difference is Alex Smith put in work, and this guy isn't doing shit. Like, I I understand Giannis because he's actually really good and he's not afraid. So I understand why he would just work on spin moves and stuff. But Ben Simmons hasn't even looked like he's – he looks like he's his rookie self. Yeah. Like, he looks like his rookie yeah. self. There's not one exp- aspect of his game that I say he's really elite. Defense exactly. Like, he grown. Like, yeah, right. absolutely. Well, well, my whole thing is this. You know my and, – and this is my take on defense in the NBA. I would rather have the best offensive player, a la Trey Young, than having a great uh, defender any day of the week because defense in the NBA, honestly, is not as – important as offense because all these offensive players are going to be scoring. They're going to score their 115 or 100 a game. If you only have defenders, you're going to score maybe 80 points a game or 90 points a game. You're going to lose. That's kind of what happened with the Sixers. I mean, they don't have the offensive firepower and that's why what we saw last night. And and so in my, in my, I don't care if you're the greatest defender of all time, you shouldn't be getting 30. You should be getting 12. A year. $12 million. Yeah. Because yeah. the greatest offensive player is always going to be more valuable than the greatest defensive player in my mind. Yeah. And, and that, and that Luka Doncic, like, you can name off everything. And the reason why is not just because offense sells tickets and stuff, but offense wins games nowadays. It's not like the 60s and the 70s where no one knew how to freaking shoot. That, yeah. it's, it's a different game. They're going to get there. Even if you're the best defender in the league, there's there's four other defenders. Yeah, that, exactly. And that's that's my whole thing. You have to be able to create a basket for your team, and that's why offense is more valuable than defense because defense can only go so far because you don't have four people that are like you. So in, in my mind, there's always that weakest link. You got to find it on the offense or against the defense. But he can't even do that. He. He should have been like Magic Johnson. I used to always think that he was the next Magic Johnson. I didn't. Honestly, who he should be, who he should be if he had a shot, he should be just like another Clay Thompson. 
great defense, great shooter. I mean, he has the body and the build to be a Clay Thompson-esque defender and offensive player. He he has the probability of being someone like Kawhi Leonard, probably even better because he's a playmaker. Like that's dude, that's a better one. That's something so, that like we could have said with right. this dude's potential. Right. Yeah. I, so I have a bit of a different comparison, and I'm gonna say my piece now. So um, okay. I have to issue a bit of a mea culpa here. I and I you know we we promote accountability on this uh on this podcast, and I uh I have been all in on oh Embiid and Simmons can work. Oh, the Sixers are fine. Oh, they're gonna make the finals this year. Oh, Ben Simmons is. You know, amazing player. He, he should he should have been different. And I, I don't know if I'd back off that, but it's just like, look, I was wrong. I was wrong. This is this is a cataclysmic failure for the Philadelphia 76ers as an organization. Every single person, except for probably Embiid, because he was gutting it out with torn meniscus and, and he put up great numbers. Pretty much everybody besides Embiid and Seth Curry failed. And um, Ben Simmons is a uh, look. I think a change of scenery could do him some good. I think a lot of the points you guys you know made though were exactly true. The comparison I would go with though, not Clay Thompson, not Kawhi Leonard. I would say I think he's not a point guard in the NBA. I think if he could at least shoot a little bit, I think he could be like a Draymond Green type of player because Draymond's a good playmaker. You know, their Warriors run a lot of offense for him. You know, he's a great defender and, you know, he's kind of a, a you know, a role player on offense. On offense, is So I think Simmons could be that sort of a player, but I think they're going to have to look at uh, Ben Simmons' trades. I think, um, I think his time, I, I'm not sure how you can bring him back after this. I mean, that layup was just absolutely pathetic. And it's just like, at least if he could shoot free throws and like could confidently like attack the basket and was aggressive. I think the non not being able to shoot threes, I think they could work around that. But the problem is he couldn't even do that. I mean, because, you know, obviously being like a big team and having a lot of size, like, you know, you're unique that way. Everybody plays the same nowadays. Well, the Sixers would have been unique if they could have made that work. And uh, I think if Ben Simmons was aggressive, who knows? But the problem is it, it really played into Atlanta because what Atlanta did, um, T, I, I do want to correct one thing you said. One and I know they were playing smaller people on Ben at times, uh, probably. But one thing they did, I know at, at one point they were putting Gallinari on him, mm-hmm. and it was allowing them to pl- to play Gallinari at the three, and for Atlanta to just play like their best possible offensive lineup on the floor, which against most teams, you know, would be exposed on defense, but not Philly because Philly's offense is a uh, not up. And and like I definitely think defense is valuable in the NBA. I mean, you definitely saw. Um, you know, I definitely think defense and at least in terms of making some of these star players work, like obviously a star player might get their points, Raleigh, but like, you know, if they get their points on um, 50% shooting instead of 60% shooting, like that's a big difference that could help you win. Right. So I definitely think defense has to be a good offensive team. Really the, the champion is going to be good at both. Um, but you have to be good at offense for sure. And Philly is just, not good enough offense. I think they're going to have to trade him. Um, he'll definitely have value to someone as a reclamation project, but it definitely won't be as much value as it had even two weeks ago. Um, I definitely, you know, I'll say this too. I, I want to bring this into it, and I know this is going to, you know, make the Philly, you know, engine on the group chat, you know, 
it's going to be a little bit triggering, but um, I am looking at Embiid now, like the clock's ticking, man. I, I Embiid is a loyal guy. I think he'd prefer to win in Philly and stay in Philly. But like at the end of the day, Ben Simmons is supposed to be their, their number two guy. He's not going to be able to get it done. They're probably not going to be able to get a number two guy back in a trade. And we can talk about Ben Simmons trades if you guys want, but like I, I'm looking at Embiid now. Like I don't know if he's long for them. And I'm looking at you know my team is probably preparing to clear a max slot in 2023 when he's a free agent. And I'm like, this is kind of intriguing now. <laughs> like I, I I don't know. Like my thing with Ben Simmons, especially I, there's a lot of things, but his his cockiness, you know his macho-ness, his, his not playing for the team. You're a point guard. You need to play for your team. And this dude, again, according to a lot of sources, you know, he, back in 2019 when Jimmy Butler is there, he was so mad that he was, like, relegated to being, like, his actual position as a power forward and not being, like, or and being off ball that he was telling, like, people, like, yo, like, get him off the team. This, I'm the star of the team. Or I'm one of the stars of the team. I can handle this. I can do this. I can do that. And then when he got signed a, a contract, he was saying like, oh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to work on my shots. I'm going to go on YouTube or not YouTube, on uh, Twitter and stuff and show you that I'm actually practicing. And like with all those like moves, everybody was so happy. Philly fans were like, oh, my God, like look at him play uh, uh, dribble and guard, be guarded against, like, ghosts and Caspers and stuff like that, or bums who, like, are 6'2 or something on, like, uh, Twitter and be like, oh, I'm going to lay it up. But you never saw his shot. You never saw his shot. You never saw his form. You saw dunks and layups and all these different things, crossovers and stuff. And he has just this ego that they didn't re-sign Jimmy Butler. I mean, there was a lot, a couple other issues with that, too, um, the coach coaching issues and stuff. But, like, he was one of the factors that – Philly didn't want to resign Jimmy Butler. Hey, Ben Simmons, maybe uh, Jimmy Butler got the ball instead of you because Jimmy Butler is a better player than you are. Yeah, exactly. And he, you know, like, and now fast forward, what, two, three years later, now you don't even want to get the ball. You passed it to Joel Embiid. You understand what I'm saying? You're at half court. You're like, okay, I don't want to do this. Joel is playing on a partial meniscus tear, which, you know, usually – if that happens, he's out for a few weeks, even if it's a partial tear. But he's trying to do it for the team because he wants to win a championship. He feels like he can beat Trey Young and and this you know novice uh, team when it comes to playoff be uh, being playoff bound and and you're doing nothing. You're like, here you go, Joel. Let me stand in the corner. You weren't mad about that that time. Like, you weren't mad about that. And then people are getting upset about Joel Embiid and uh, Doc Rivers, like like throwing him under the bus. It's not throwing him under the bus. Millions of people saw that shit. You understand what I'm saying? Millions of people saw what he did in the playoffs. So it's not throwing, it's it's stating the obvious. It's not throwing under the bus. Like what is Bill, what is, what is Doc Rivers supposed to do? Doc Rivers for the whole entire time was like, you know, like it's stupid to not have him playing even if he's not making free throws. Like nine times out of 10, smart people will say, okay, put him in because he's, you know, a guy that can create for others and stuff like that. And then at the end, like your $30 million player is now sitting on a bench in crunch time. Is that, is that crazy? $30 million and you're on a bench. Now you, now you brought him up. 
Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach of all time. <laughs> most overrated coach of all time. If I was him, I would have sat his ass for the rest of the nah, game and put Max nah. in. I would have. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with I that, would've. but like, okay, imagine, imagine the press and like people saying that, like, you have, like, you have to put him in, you know, you, at Fuck least for that. most, most of the time. You know, you know who didn't? You know, Belichick went enough. Belichick went enough, and the, the Patriots, like, Cower went enough. And you, you gotta be old school, man. You gotta be old school, man. Every once in a while, I yeah. bet you that if the Sixers just said, "Screw you, Sevens, we're not playing you until." We're only playing you first quarter. Sierra goes, and if you suck, you're out. I guarantee you they win the series. Maybe. The problem is, if you yeah. just sit, sit him, like, there's a lot of organizational factors at play. Like, you know, then, you know, we're talking about trades, right, and stuff. Like, his trade value is going to tank even more, right? So there's there's problems that, that go into that. I just want to say this. Cause I, didn't, I don't feel like I explained this long so trip to conference right, finals. Go ahead. Like, who cares about that? They haven't been to the conference finals in years. Well, and I was going to say just like I, – I didn't really explain why this is such a cataclysmic disaster for Philly. Like, let, let's look at who was in the Sixers' uh, side of the bracket, right? So it was them as the one seed. They had the Knicks as a four seed, which I'm sorry. The Knicks were, like, way ahead of schedule. They are very fraudulent. They're, I, I don't even feel confident they're going to be in the top eight next year. I'm, you know, they, they obviously did well this year and good for them, but they're not any serious thing. Like the Hawks were number five, you know, obviously, you know, credit to them for taking advantage of, of all this, but like, I think that's a good team and not a great team for sure. And then you have Washington at number eight, which has Beal and Westbrook and then a bunch of like young unproven players. And they're a flawed team on defense and all that stuff. They didn't have Milwaukee in their bracket. They did not have Brooklyn in their bracket. They did not have Miami in their bracket. They did not have Boston in their bracket. And they still couldn't make the conference final. Exactly. So if not now, when? This was their chance to at least get to a conference finals. Not getting to the – and look, they could have gotten to the conference finals and gotten swept by Milwaukee or Brooklyn. And I would have said, like, okay, at least they made the conference finals. They made it out of this bracket. That's like the baseline. Like, that's like the baseline of what should have happened. They couldn't even do that. And this is just – it's just a disaster. And it's just – this was their best chance. And – um, I am, you know, I, I just don't think they're ever going to win. Um, Embiid, I know, I know town already touched on this. I'm telling, I'm telling them, listen, don't even bother offering me a contract after two years. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I, well, I definitely think there's a possibility if, if Embiid is looking for the best place to win. Um, because it, it's like, look, and, and maybe we talk about, you know, Simmons possibilities in a second year, but like, it, what, whatever they get back, I don't think it's going to be like a number two. What they need is a perimeter guy, a perimeter score that can be that's good enough to be the second best player on a championship team. That's what the Sixers need. I don't know how they get that. So, like, either they, they their problem they're probably going to do is try to do it by committee. Maybe get a guy back in a Simmons trade. You know, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, and they're going to just try to do it by committee. But uh, if I'm Embiid, I Man, I don't know. And again, I'm purely biased, but if I'm Embiid, I'm looking at that Boston situation. Like, oh, I could go, I could go to Boston and play with you know, Tatum, who can really be the crunch guy on offense, and I can kind of like pick my spots. You know, I'm I'm injury prone. Then I'm looking um, at Dallas I if I'm Embiid. 
I can pick my spots and I can um I, I can kind of just do my uh I can really just kind of do you know pick my spots, stay healthier, you know, I can be a, a great defender and I can kind of just do my thing. Dallas is another one. Um obviously, you know, parents with, with Lucas there would be interesting. I don't know if they're gonna have max space, but you know, they could probably figure something out. The problem is Dallas is saddled with that terrible Porzingis contract. But maybe they could find a way to dump that by twenty twenty three. Um I don't know. I I just think uh, uh, I'll 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 go back to T and and I've I've been uh, against this too. Fuck the process. I hated the process when it was when it was talked about just losing five seasons in a row on purpose. I hated that. Um, I know the Browns are always the classic example, but they just suck. They, look at how it happened when uh, they changed management. It was like night and day right away. So, like, it, it was not that they were purposefully trying to lose. They just sucked. Sixers literally purposely lost. And everyone was like, oh, the process. Trust the process. Look at what that happened. Like, this is this is your – this is what it is. Like, just a, a perennial, like, first or second round out is all they got for all those years of losing and, and literally scamming their fans out of tickets. Yep. So, I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to disagree, and I know, T, I know you agree with Raleigh and you say your piece, but I will, I'm will. i going to disagree with you guys because I look at the, the situation that they were in when Sam Hankey was hired, um, where they were a mediocre team. They're out of draft pick. They're probably, they were probably capped out. I mean, I, I don't know what their cap situation was like, but they were probably capped out. They, their team was just not good enough. They, they were late lottery. Um, they, they just uh, – and they, they just come off that failed Bynum trade, right? That was a disaster. So they are pretty devoid of really anything. And, you know, besides like Drew Holiday, and then Drew Holiday is a nice piece, but you're not winning with him by himself. So I, I, I get why they did what they did and kind of went into a deep rebuild. Maybe they, they took it to an extreme, but um, I definitely get them like looking at it and being like the best, our best chances to rebuild here. And um, I think, uh, I think just like when, you know, there's just been some really poor decision making by them on their build back up. Like obviously drafting Simmons and drafting and doing what they did for Fultz, maybe not the Fultz trade to get up, go up and get him, but like Fultz would have been available at number three. That would have been the guy available at number three if they hadn't moved up. So like, obviously them getting Fultz and Simmons is defensible because they are viewed as like the consensus best prospects in the draft. Um, but like the, the two moves I go back to, and it's funny right now, obviously Michael Bridges is kind of going off for Phoenix. Like, Philly really traded him for a bag of shit. And, like, he would have been on a rookie contract and really helped them and been a big piece for them for a while. So, them again, not having Michael Bridges is, is – is, and his mom, like, worked for the organization. So, that was just a horrible move. And then um, <laughs> signing after the whole Butler thing, um, you know, they decided not to keep Butler for some reason. But they're like, oh, let's go pay Al Horford. Let's go pay another center. Like, that was one of the worst decisions I've seen in a while. Um, so. They could have gotten Jamal Murray. They could have gotten Brandon Ingram. They could have gotten – well, even Jalen Brown. Any of those players in the top t- – like, the, any of those three players would have done a hell of a lot. They would have won the series with any of those three players, Look, honestly. Raleigh, Raleigh, you're right. But, like, I'm just trying to be, like, reasonable here and, like, go back to that time. And it's like – in, in the 2016 draft, it's like Ben Simmons was viewed as like the consensus number one pick. Like any team would have, almost any team would have 
drafted Ben Simmons if they had the number one pick. So I don't think like nitpicking that is fair. I'm just like trying to go back and like look at things that they actually like did that like were really questionable and just ended up terrible. Resigning Jimmy Butler was the biggest mistake they've ever made. Oh, I, I agree with that yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, then we can kind of move on to, to the Clippers Jazz. But, like, do you guys have a Ben Simmons trade that you uh, that you think makes some sense? I'm going to go first. Um, I'm going to say I think Ben Simmons to Indiana, the Indiana Pacers, in exchange for Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren. And I'll get, say why both teams would do it. So, the Pacers would do it because they're in a small market. They are basically just a trash franchise. Like they're just mediocre. Like they don't really have any stars besides like maybe Sabonis. Like no stars ever want to go there and play. Um, no one's ever going there in free agency. They don't want to tank. So it's like, how do you get like difference makers in there? And it's like, well, Ben Simmons, you, you could sell him as a change of scenery candidate. You know, obviously he's a really good defensive player. And he's, you know, again, he's more of an 82-game player than a 16-game player, right? Like, his strengths are going to probably help you a little more in the regular season, maybe, which the Pacers are like, well, you know, we're content just kind of winning enough to get in the playoffs maybe, and then we'll see. And then it's like, you know, you see if he can develop beyond that. And so I think that would make sense for them to kind of take a gamble on. And then for the Sixers, it's like, you know, Malcolm Brogdon would be a point guard who, you know, he can shoot. He can play make a little bit. He's good defensively. You can fit him with Embiid and, and like Seth Curry and Tobias and the remaining players. And then TJ Warren would be an upgrade over Danny Green um, at the three. Um, so he and he'd just be another scorer. And then you'd kind of have just like you wouldn't have like that number two, true number two guy to go with Embiid on the perimeter, but you would have like a bunch of pretty good uh, players that can go out and score and get buckets for you. Um, so. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I would say that most teams, 28 different teams, I don't understand why they would do that. I understand that, like what your reasoning is, but like just like how we say, like no matter where you go, Ben Simmons is just someone that he needs to shoot. And if he's not shooting, you're only playing four people on offense on your team. You know, and with most teams having big men who aren't shooters, now you're really doing three offensive players. He can't go inside. He can't dominate the post. He can't shoot threes. He can't hit mid-range. He can't hit free throws. So offensively, he's just a zero. But if there is any team that would do something like that um, to kind of help the squad, uh, it might be the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I would probably do, like, Kevin Love, Colin Sexton, for That's him. Interesting one. I didn't even think about them. That's very interesting to you. I actually kind of like this. $30 million for Kevin Love. He's disgruntled. He wants to win a champion. He wants to be on a championship team. Uh, you go over there. He's a good power forward. He could be your uh, sec or second unit big man if that, that if need be. He still can average, you know, 12 to 15 and like eight or something like that. Um, and he still has to, what three years in his, or two more years in, on his uh, contract, so that might be a thing. And then you have Colin Sexton, who's a point guard, who you know he can shoot moderately well. He can do everything that you need to, and he's someone that's not afraid of attacking or shooting or doing any of that stuff. So that actually helps him. It gives Tyrese Maxey another year or two to kind of develop, be your sixth man, 
And maybe if Colin Sexton doesn't want to be on a team because he only has a one-year contract afterwards, you can have him be uh, the the man. And then on Sexton on the would be an R- sorry, sorry to stop you. Sexton would be an RFA, by the way. So the Sixers would that's have true. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Thank you for the, yeah. He, he would he would be a restricted free agent. Um, and then on the Cleveland side, you would have uh, Kevin Love, who's a cancer to the team right now, uh, off your team. Uh, you have Ben Simmons being the point guard and leading this team because that's he needs to be the leader because he has that ego. And then you will have um, what's his name, Darius Garland, who's also a point guard. He can move to the two or the, no matter what. It was it was already a small um, ball backcourt. It was already a small backcourt with Colin and Garland. So if you put Ben Simmons at a, at the two or a one or whatever, depending on you know what it is, now your your uh, lineup is a lot better when it comes to defense. You just have one liability instead of two liabilities on defense. Um, and then maybe he can practice when no one's watching him, so his. His ego can grow and his confidence can grow because no one's going to be watching Cleveland games. You know, just like sending somebody to Siberia. Um, so that might be something, yeah, <laughs> that might be something that could help him in the long run. So I don't know if this makes, like, I don't, I don't know the logistics like you guys, but what about Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell and someone else from Minnesota Timberwolves? They need defense. So that would be a plus for the Timberwolves. And D'Angelo Russell approved with the Nets. He can play make and he can shoot. He's a shot creator as well. So you plug him in with the Sixers, and you have a pretty good squad. And yeah, they'd have to be there have to be another player involved somewhere somehow. But I think because D'Angelo Russell, they're already thinking about blowing it up anyways. So they you could get off of Ben Simmons' contract, and then get D'Angelo Russell as well. Ben Simmons provides the defensive spark that the Timberwolves need. I mean, do you need to give? Do you need to give uh, someone else? D'Angelo Russell makes enough. He makes. I don't think so. you don't. Maybe you don't. Yeah, maybe. You can, yeah, maybe you I think he play. makes thirty million next year. So yeah, I think it'll so be like, even. I, I think I think you just take on Ben Simmons' contract if you're the Timberwolves. See if it works. And then D'Angelo I mean, that'd be good, I guess. Yeah. So I want to critique your things real quick, and and um, I, I think they both have some amount of logic. Yeah, and then T, I like yours better, I think, um, because uh, so I the one thing t- tweak I'm going to make with yours, T, is I think the Sixers would want Darius Garland and not Colin Sexton. Oh, either one, either one. Okay, be, well, and I, I want to give my reasoning is because Sexton has probably shown a little bit more in the NBA, but Garland, just from a payroll management standpoint, if they're taking back Kevin Love, um. You know, Garland's got two years on his rookie contract instead of uh, instead of the one yeah. that Sexton has. So, like, if they're having to pay Sexton while Kevin Love is still on the books, you know, that could be a, a little bit uh, a little bit dicey. Um, so, or or you can maybe structure it in a way. Maybe you can find some third team that would take instead of a draft or whatever. You can come up with a lot of permutations of it. Um, I really like the concept though, and it's like I really do think the Cavs. There's a decent chance the Cavs do try to break up that. Uh, that backward. This is definitely something I'm monitoring, you know, potentially for the Celtics. I don't think I don't think same, that's who they're going to go for, but um, I am monitoring that situation. And of course, we'll see what happens in the lottery tomorrow night and what the oh yeah get there because you know on paper they have like core starters at like every position. So like you know something could definitely happen there, and they could kind of like reset the rebuild a little bit because I don't think they're going to be that good again next year. So um, 
I like your proposal. T, I like, I mean, T, Raleigh, I like your proposal in theory. Um, my one problem with that is that, as we know, like stars, a lot of the times are like, you know, shadow GMs for their teams and they like have a say in personnel matters. And my one critique with your trade is that um, the reason why the Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell in the first place is because he and Carl Towns are like best friends. And I don't think Carl Towns would be too happy with uh, exactly. Although I will say, I'm pretty sure aren't aren't Towns and Simmons like pretty tight too. So maybe he'd be okay with it. But I just think the idea of them letting D'Angelo Russell go is a little far fetched. I think I think either like they're gonna keep the, keep the things and run things back with like Anthony or if they like win the lottery or something. Part need to be surprised if they are just like, all right, let's reset around like Anthony Edwards and Kate Cunningham. And you know, maybe you keep Daniel Russell and Carl Towns with that, or maybe you move them off for other stuff. I don't know. Um but so I get what what you're saying though, Raleigh, I do. Um what about so this one has been I know Shree is going off about it in the chat and um because none of us have mentioned this team so I'm gonna bring it up real quick. And you guys critique mine too, of course. I should be in Indiana, I guess. But uh, what about CJ McCollum for for Ben Simmons? Um, so Portland would, uh, you know, they their team would be a little bit bigger and a little bit better defensively. You resign Norman Powell to play the two. You'd have a more of a traditionally sized like three with Robert Covington, and you could really play Ben Simmons as a playmaking four in that Draymond kind of role. And with the Sixers, you'd probably have to have a subsequent move where you swap maybe Seth Curry for a better defender. But, you know, you could get McCollum as uh, – that's maybe the closest guy you could get that could be that number two perimeter guy for you um, out there. Um, so what do you guys think about all that? You want to go, Raleigh? Raleigh? Raleigh. He might be on mute or left. All right, well, I'll, yeah. I'll say. Yeah, go team. So, so I I don't know. Um, about that, I don't think that's a good one just because, one, like, okay, Seth Curry is still on the team, right? Is going to be on the team next year? Yeah. All right, who's your point guard? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a uh, – and that's, and that's the oh, biggest oh, thing. You, have, you probably um, – you probably have – you maybe swap Seth for a point guard. I don't know. You, could, you have George Hill's contract in there too. It's like you could figure something out, you know, with that. Uh, okay, but okay. You'd have, to, you'd have to make a follow-up move. You'd have to make a follow-up. Yeah, it, it has. It, yeah, and and like the biggest thing when it came to it's also like, let's say they don't do anything. Let's just say they don't do anything. Seth Curry and C.J. McCollum backcourt, like that's the same thing as Portland's having issues with with a smaller backcourt. You saw how Kevin Herter just destroyed Seth Curry, you know, and uh, Cullum is not someone that you know you can do that to. Like, or you can like just say, oh, he's going to be a defensive monster. He's not a defensive monster at all. You know, especially in Portland, he wasn't a defensive monster at all. He wasn't defensive at all. So with that being said, like one, you lose a lot of defense when it comes to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was somebody that can guard everything. I'm not going to lie. Um, he, he was guarding Trey Young for a lot of it too. So now you lose that sense of defense in the positions that he want you you want to have, and then two like. For for Portland side, like, yes, you're powerful, but he's not somebody that's going to drive in. What is he going to do? He's not going to do anything. At least, 
at least Draymond attempts to shoot sometimes. <laughs> uh, and and at least he's not afraid to go into the basket and try to do something, you know. So it just loses a lot of three-point shooting on that side of the of the ball when it comes to um losing CJ. CJ is somebody that can give you thir- uh, 28, you know, a night, even 25, even 23 a night. No, no matter what it is, he can give you 23 a night. And Ben Simmons is somebody that gives you 14.9, like shooting only eight shots a game. Can you, you guys know? hear me? Yeah, we can hear I you. Can you really Jesus, it took forever. One of my clients tried calling me. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of the biggest thing. And so I don't I, like. Would it be? This is this is how the the narrative would 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 make it sound. It's like, okay, cool. You know, CJ McCollum can leave, which then helps him become a title contender in the East. Like, yeah, cool. But like, you need a defensive point of attack defensive point guard or shooting guard or guard in general. And you don't have that. And there's not a lot of people that you can get that's going to be that, you know. Like, McCullum isn't a playmaking guard. He's a shooter. Here's my thing, though. If you can find a team that's willing to take Ben Simmons, get him off your squad. I mean, I understand that. I understand that. But I, I feel like it's more of a lateral move because that means now you have to get something else. And for and for Portland, like just keep Robert Covington or DJJ or something because at the end of the day, there are people who can defend. Like Robert Covington can still defend at a at a above average level. Like is he as elite as Ben Simmons? No, but he can still guard one through three, four, and five. You know, not as adequate as not as not as good as uh, Ben Simmons, but he could also shoot. He's a three and D player. You know, Derrick Jones Jr. is not that great of a three-point shooter, but he will still shoot to space the floor. So why would they do that in Portland? Like, why would they do that? If, Like I said, if anything, they'll try to get Draymond Green because he's somebody that's aggressive. He's somebody that will try to get to the basket if he can. He's somebody that will shoot the three if he's open. If they're, if they're fucking with him and saying, oh, shoot, he's going to shoot it. You understand what I'm saying? And then he has a leadership he has the mentality, he has championship DNA inside of him. Ben Simmons doesn't have any of those things. So now you want a mental cancer that thinks that he's the best player on the team to do nothing. Like, no, like, that's, you're, you're taking a big step back if you're Portland. Like, Philly will be fine, but they also need somebody that needs to play defense as a guard. And they just lost that in Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, unless unless Thibault is going to be somebody that is actually going to do some shit, or Maxi is going to be a real killer who's played defense, then that's completely different. But you like it, it would have been better if they kept Markel and traded Ben. But I, I know Markel wanted to leave because of all that shit happening too. So, well, my my whole thing my whole thing is this: with Ben Simmons, uh, number one, like I just said, you can get him off your team, get him off your team, but. If you can get C.J. McCollum, offense is better than defense. We've already established that. Do you lose some of the, de- the defensive prowess that Ben Simmons gave? Yes. But at the same time, your offense gets better. I mean, there's, there's no other way. Maxi will get into his own eventually. You're going to have a deeper squad offensively, which I think what they need. For And number two, Doc Rivers and... Uh, and beads 
assessment of Ben Simmons is all I needed to hear. They 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 did not really like give him a uh, we got your back type thing. Yeah, they're they pretty much saying he's got to work on this, this, and this, which already tells you enough that Ben Simmons is going to be disgruntled as shit to get off that team. So my problem with the Portland idea would be this: number one, I think the Blazers say no because. Uh, I, I just think they are going to be like, okay, CJ McCollum is a better player and we know what he is and yeah. we're just going to change the coach and, and we're going to gamble that that's going to, you know, maybe, I don't, I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal for them, but you know, you never know. Um, as far as the Sixers, I think, you know, they would want to do it. And then what, what you'd be talking about, it, you know, like obviously McCollum and Seth Curry is not like an ideal you know, thing, right? But what they would do is they they try to do a follow-up move. You know, they have draft picks they can move. They have young players. They have that George Hill uh, $10 million non-guaranteed contract. There could be some sort of a follow-up move there where they get, like, a real point guard that can defend, that that can can go with C.J. McCollum. So, you know, that would be kind of contingent on that to me. There'd be a follow-up move, um, you know, know, to do that. So, I guess any any follow up thoughts? We should probably move on to the last series here. Yeah, that's fine. Part of an hour and a half series because we could go on this for hours. <laughs> we could. Um, anything on the Hawks? Well, no, we can get to the Hawks when we do conference finals. But let's just let's just move on. Um, so Clippers, Jazz. Uh, I I'm just gonna say, T, you're gonna have to defend your team because uh, <laughs> I was not very impressed by the Jazz. Um, they blew a 25-point lead to a Clippers team that didn't even have Kawhi Leonard. And uh, I have to ask the same question with the Jazz that I asked with the Sixers. If not now, when? You are the number one seed. It's wide open in the West. The Lakers are out. You don't have to worry about them. You have a Clippers team um, that you're up 2-0 on. Kawhi Leonard, you know, a couple of games after they're up 2-0, but still leaves the series and gets hurt. Um, so you just got to worry about Paul George and a, and a bunch of role players that have been going off, but still it's, you know, those guys aren't, you know, you know, if you're that great, you should be able to beat the, the players the Clippers had on the floor. And, um, it's just not, I know Mitchell was hurt and Conley, you know, missed a lot of the series, but it's just not, it's just very unimpressive. And it comes back to one uh, player for me, that's Rudy Gobert. Is Rudy Gobert as bad as Ben Simmons as far as like, you know, his impact in the playoffs? No, because because he's a center, he's not like killing your offense like like Ben Simmons uh, does. But um, at the end of the day, Rudy Gobert's defense is not as valuable in the playoffs as in the regular season. That's clear because in the playoffs, it's more switch everything defense is usually what's more effective. And Rudy Gobert is, you know, branded more like drop coverage and protect the rim and all that stuff, which is great in the regular regular season. But in the playoffs, when you're trying to switch every, switch everything and, and really kind of get, you know, matchups and things like that, uh, you know, you can exploit uh, – you can come up with ways to exploit Gobert a little more. And this has happened, you know, this not just this year. This has happened in, in the past too. And, um, you know, now I look at the Jazz and I'm like, you know, so you've got all this money tied up in Gobert. Mitchell is uh, heading into a second contract. And it's like, where are you going? You know, obviously, like, like, they're a really good team. They're going to be back in the playoffs next year, no doubt. Um, they'll have a good regular season. Donovan Mitchell, by the way, is a great young player. Um, he's definitely one of the best young players we have in the league. He is a certified bucket better. Um, 
but I just don't really, you know, I just don't really know what's uh, going to be around him going forward. And, uh, you know, obviously a long way away, but I definitely feel like he's a flight risk, um, you know, in a few yep. years. I- I'll go before town because I think he's going to go, like, for a long time. <laughs> but you know what they remind me of? They are the... They let a role player go because they can't afford the luxury tax too. It's a small market, it's So I, I just feel like they're that this was their chance to to make right. a final and it won. They blew it. They're not right. going to do it. You know who they remind me of though? They are the Bucks of the West. Every, oh, they're not as good as the Bucks. No, 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 no. Exactly. And you know why? Because every year when the Bucks are number one in the East or number two in the East, everyone says they're a contender. And I say, no, they're not. They're always a pretender. This year was different because the Nets happened to get two got two of their best players were injured. I'm sorry, but the Bucks have no in their right mind. They should not be in this conference finals. And we all know that deep in our hearts. We all know. The Utah Jazz is the same thing. Every time, and Evan even said it, he wasn't scared of Utah. They don't scare me at all. Utah never scared me for that one reason that they always are going to lose. They always what are going to lose. What the hell? What are you talking about? They they were a number one seed that was not scary at all. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. All. I'll, I'll let you go. T defend your team. Key all right, thank you, thank you. Are, are you done, Raleigh? I mean, I agree with Raleigh. T okay. defend your team. Yeah, no. All, all I'm going to say is. They're pretenders. They were pretend. They were almost. They're not as bad as the Celtics, number one seed. But no one fucking scared. Were scared of them at all. All right, ready? Did they lose this year? You know, four to two. Yes. Did they lose four straight? Yeah. But you, you, you guys are making it seem like the Utah Jazz were just fucking destroying shit for the last four or five years, and they just kept fucking up. Like, no. Last year they were sixth place. They went from sixth to first. Like, that's a huge upgrade when it comes to it when all they did was just have uh, Mike Conley a little healthier this year. Like, they didn't add a lot of people, just like you said. They didn't add a lot of people because they didn't have a lot of uh, uh, – their market is small. Sorry. So no one wants to come to that team. So they had to do trades, get Mike Conley. Mike Conley was injured that that previous year, and it was just – the team chemistry was, needed a gel. So they lost uh, to the second second round. They lost uh, what are they? Yeah, they lost second round Western Conference. Um, and at the end of the day, like you 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 have to give it up for them. This year they were injured. Like Michael Conley played game five. Like he played game five. I don't understand why you guys are making it seem like like just like uh, James Harden. He was injured with a hamstring injury. Michael Conley was also injured with a hamstring injury, and he probably wouldn't even played if they were up by three or four or something like that. If they were up, he probably wouldn't even play. He probably wouldn't even played the conference finals, the first game of the conference finals, because injuries. You can see the way he was playing. He was trying to do all these dribble moves and try to get past anyone. He couldn't. Like, that's number one. Number two, Donovan Mitchell was scoring 30 points a game for – Four of the five, 30 points per game for four of the five games. And he was still injured. Like, this dude, every time he shot a a shot and made it, you can see them zoom to his face. And he looked like he was about to cry because this dude, every time he's landing on something, he literally looked injured every single game. And he had to continue playing. He also didn't even, if he also didn't even, uh, 
uh, go to the Tokyo uh, Olympic. He's not going to the Tokyo trying to heal up because he probably did a lot of damage to that ankle. You're not supposed to run on ankles like that, especially five games, uh, 40 minutes plus. Like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, okay, I will say Gobert was not that great defensively, and you're right about drop coverage, but I will actually put more blame not on Rudy Gobert, but actually on the coach, Quinn Snyder. Um, they went small. They didn't change the game plan. Uh, you go small, they're like, oh, we can overcome the small. And they did for the first two games or whatever when they're in Utah. But, like, it's <laughs> you're leading by 26. You go and you drop down to 15, and you see all they're doing is doing small ball. You got to do something else, you know. Like, they're not putting in any of their big players. They're not putting in Zubak. They're not putting in, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Boogie Cousins. They're not putting in anybody. They're putting in. Who's the biggest guy on that on that team? Uh, playing, they're Marcus probably, Morris. They're yeah, I think they're doing a lot of Marcus Morris. Yeah, and then Nick Batum was a center for some reason. So you have to have that kind of awareness. Like, okay, maybe we should put something. Like they were fucking. Um, what's his name? See again. I think it's just coaching. You know, I think I think it was just coaching. Two games in a row, game five and game six. Two games in a row. Donovan Mitchell wasn't really shooting that great in the beginning. And then everyone else was just lighting it on fire. And both times, uh, I was going to say Terry Stotts, uh, Quinn Snyder, second half, changed the whole thing. Like, I'll tell you this. Jordan Clarkson played 20 or, sorry, he played like 11 or 12 minutes of the game, scored 21 points in that second quarter. In the second quarter, scored all of his points. The third quarter, they didn't they, they didn't play him. They was doing a lot of isolation. They weren't like everyone spreading out for uh, Donovan Mitchell. And I'm like, okay, cool, but you guys are not doing what you guys were doing. <laughs> he played five or six more minutes in the second half. I'm talking about uh, Jordan Clarkson, and like a couple minutes in the in the fourth quarter. Like I'm just like, yo. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this dude scored you 21 points. He was one of the biggest reasons why, like, you guys did what you guys did. And then all of a sudden, you guys changed it completely. Don't even put him in the game. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Boyan Bogdanovich was fucking killing it as well. And you guys give him 35 minutes. But, like, at the end, you guys were just, I don't know. It, it was just, again, I blame coaching. That was, like, 60% of it. And then number two or Rudy Gobert was also a little injured as well. I don't know how fully injured it was, but they were talking about it throughout the whole entire game. He looks slow. He looks tired. He looks injured because he kept trying to run, and you can see he's 200 and well, something I have to pounds. stop you here. When we were talking about the Nets, you weren't you weren't defending the Nets injuries like this. Like, if you're going to do the injury card on the Utah, you have to do the injury card on Nets. No, but but I gave you I gave you a bunch of reasons why their defense weren't that great either. They were already they were already not a defensive team, and yes, injuries definitely played a part. But all I also said team chemistry was an issue, and I don't think team chemistry was an issue. Team chemistry would have mattered if all three of them were. I well, I think so. But and, think so. and but Bucks but again, I sure. I also again I also blame and I say sixty percent of the blame was a coach. I definitely think sixty percent because I'm like, when are you going? I kept screaming. What are you putting Clarkson in? What are you putting Clarkson in? Like, this dude didn't put Clarkson in for, like, a full quarter. 
a full quarter this dude didn't put him in. And then they, again, Rudy Gobert could, like, back a, a couple weeks, a couple uh, years ago, he took Rudy Gobert out. <laughs> he took Rudy Gobert out, and they won, like, that series because he wasn't playable for them because they kept trying to switch on him. And then lastly, and lastly, and I'll just say this, lastly, fucking Terrence Mann went ham. Like, no one expected that to happen. They decided, like, Terrence Mann's not going to fucking shoot that many shots, so I'm not going to worry about that. Or Terrence Mann's not going to make those many shots, and I'm not going to worry about it. Terrence Mann was 7 for 10 from the three, so that's 70% from the three. He was 15 for 21 from the field. That's 71.4% uh, from the field goal, and he was 100% from the free throw. Like, I'm sorry. No one thought he was going to have a Kawhi Leonard night that night. Like, if he didn't have that Kawhi, if he averaged his regular average, which is like, what, five points a game or some shit like that? Uh, seven, Sorry, seven points a game? Like, that would have been a loss. They would have lost. Like you guys are making it seem like this was like such such an ass. Well, I mean, it was it was it was terrible. Yeah, it I'm not was, gonna lie. I mean, see, look, I'll I'll say this. Um, if I, I would give the Jazz a lot of stuff because look, I thought the Clippers were gonna win the series if both teams were healthy. So like, I would have definitely not been like very critical of them. Um, if they had lost and both teams have been healthy, but it's like. I get that they were a little banged up, but um, at the same time, Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the NBA, and he wasn't on the court for the Clippers at the end of the day. So it's like this was a, such a – it wasn't like Philly level. Is like you knew going in that the Sixers have just this golden opportunity to at least make the conference finals. It wasn't like that for the Jazz because the Clippers were looming. But you're making it seem like, his the, the, like the Clippers were such a trash team. Like Marcus Morris was like – like so exceptional this this series like this dude was hitting everything yeah the clippers, had a lot of, the clippers had a question that played uh that, that played well but i'm just saying to me there's no excuse for the jazz to have lost this okay so you're telling me the guy that they're gu guarding which is the dude who's uh scoring 39 point uh 39 points a game last game they're double teaming him number one with a injured ankle number two and they don't have anyone else to score. Like again, just how like how we said Ben Simmons is the guy, the second team that so can't do anything. Did Bogdanovich go ham, and they lost that game? Uh, Bogdanovich, that game, he, I mean, he got. I think that was game five. He got four for eight from that that game from the three. He no, only he scored fourteen points. Four he was like six for six from the three in the beginning. I'm telling you, that was that was game six. Okay. You're, you're talking about game five. Okay. Well, here, here's my question. Here's my question. This is a huge, like, it's going to take a while for talent to answer. Do you still believe that Mitchell is better than Luka Doncic? <laughs> <laughs> because Luka Doncic, with, against a healthy-ass Clippers team, won three. And he has a worse team than Mitchell. And Mitchell couldn't do shit. Even if they, everyone's a little injured. Everyone's a little injured in the playoffs. Uh -huh. He has a deeper team, and he couldn't. He only went two, and he lost four in a row. Yeah, uh, I was going to tell you that was game five. Bogdanovich had nine for seventeen from the three, and and scored thirty two points, but they still lost though. Um, um, you think? It, yes, I I think so. I think he is. A uh, few things, reasons why. Again, like when you guys talk about the second. Okay, okay. First of all. 
I know Luca was injured at one point. I think he had like what a shoulder issue or something like that, or a knee issue. What was the issue that Luca had? He had okay shoulder. shoulder. Okay, cool. He had a shoulder issue. Okay, Trey Young also had a shoulder issue this this playoffs, uh, the series. Um, but just saying, he had a shoulder issue. But at the same time, he didn't have. Okay, how do I explain this? His second best player was Porzingis, right? Or supposed to be Porzingis. But Porzingis, some of those games was giving you like 17 points a game or 17 points, you know? Their second lead guy was supposed to be the best player or second best player or at least the person that has the most money, um, which is uh, uh, Rudy Gobert, was only averaging 12 points because he's not someone who can – you said Bogdanovich went ham game five and did 30. 30 yeah, 30 points. something points, 30 something points again. But that's what, I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Bogdanovich, yes, he's a, he's a good player. He's probably like in scoring wise, he's probably like your fourth option though. Just like Terrence Mann is like the seventh option. Like sometimes people go off. Like that's what I'm saying. You know, like no, Jordan Clarkson. That, but how do you still lose when your fourth option scores 32? Uh, because the other dude. Hold on, let me. All right, hold on. Let me go into this fucking game. Let me show you. Uh, cause just cause cause no one else is looking at these stats except me, I guess. All right, all right. Ready, ready. I'll tell you. So Bogdanovich scored thirty two, right? Uh, Mitchell at that time was twenty eight percent from the field because he was getting double teamed a whole bunch, and again he was fucking injured, uh, and scored twenty one. Everyone else scored fifteen, twelve, seventeen, and twelve. So that's really what Gobert scored 17 that game. So 32, 21. Like you should win that. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. 32, 21, 17, 15, 12, 12. That was everyone else. And someone scored two points. Cool. Now you go to the fucking Clippers. <laughs> One dude scored 37. So that's more, more, which was Paul George. He scored more than, uh, what's his face? Uh, what's his face? Uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, then we have 25 from Marcus Morris. Then we have 22 from Reggie Jackson. Then we have 13 from Terrence Mann. So those four people already scored like literally more than what I just said previously. And then you have little points by five, six, six, seven, nine, something like that. So that's really what it is. And they lost. And they lost by like Dallas eight played, points. Dallas played them better than Utah did. So I don't see how you could say Mitchell. I understand injury slowed down, but both of them were injured. I don't see how you could say Mitchell is better than Doncic after that series. Okay, but but you're you're making it seem like like just because of the 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 win, he's not better. Yeah, like, but here's the thing: they, just because he, he went through Kawhi, he what are, okay. Kawhi seven games? Mitchell didn't have to do that, and he still lost. Like that's my thing. Okay, but like the rest of the squad, like so you ha- you have to understand like the squads and the matchups when it comes to it. You know, number one, number one, the matchup of of um the Utah Jazz is a lot different from the matchups of of the 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 Dallas Mavericks. Like, look at the lineup of the Dallas Dallas Mavericks. Hold on. Mavericks have no one, and Utah has a deep-ass team. I don't understand how you are arguing. Okay, okay. Let me let, so let me yeah, ask you. On, okay, come on. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, uh, they're so deep. Let me know. Tell me tell me who they were. Who's the deep team? Who's deep? Yeah, go ahead. Just having Bogdanovich as the third option is better than what Dallas has. 
just that's that doesn't make any sense. That no, give me no, 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 no. You say, you say, no, no. You say deep. Keep going. I want to hear how deep this team is. Gobert, Bogdanovich, Clarkson. Gobert is not a a, a scorer. O'Neal's one of the best defense. One is a is a really good defender too. But just like how you said, who's who's scoring the points if O'Neal's the best defender? Who scored like point for Dallas? Mike Conley is someone who can get you because obviously he didn't play well, a lot. I'm not, series, I'm not counting Mike, Mike Conley. Mike Conley yeah. No Ingles is like way overqualified to be a bench player. That dude's pretty good. Um, Derek Favors could be a scoring option. So, Derek Favors cannot this year has not been a scoring option. Name name name, okay. name two scoring options for Dallas. All right, ready? Yeah, it's still better than Dallas. Dallas's roster is like. Literally Tim Hardaway, who's just okay and garbage. Like Chris. All right, all right, all right. Actually, that's that's not true. That's not okay. That's oh my god. Player and he's top five, um, almost, and he's a great player. So that's how I know you guys aren't watching these games. Like, like okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Dallas win. Uh, I think that was game four, game two. Sorry, game two. They won, right? Um, let's look. Let's look at this fucking lineup right now. Kristaps scored twenty. Maxi Kleber scored 13. Tim Hardaway Jr. was six for eight from the three with 28 points. Okay. I'm talking about paper who has the better team. Instead I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know. Hold on. What about their sixth man, Jalen Brunson? No one said anything about him. What about their three and D player, Dorian Finney-Smith? No one said anything about him. You guys are not saying Jordan Clarkson won the sixth man of the year. And Gobert won the defensive player of the year. So what okay, are you cool. Okay, here? okay, cool. Hey, hey. Also, Ben Simmons was an NBA All Star. Like, what is that? Like, what is these? Ind- what are these individual stats or achievements mean about the team? We're arguing about who has the deeper team. No. Okay, I understand achievements. Okay, cool. That's cool. Deep, like, and you saw, like, uh, Jordan Clarkson. He scored twenty one points in in a quarter. He can do that. He can do that, but you're making it seem like these dudes have a far like you're talking about scoring options and scoring punches. They don't have as many defensively and well-rounded. Absolutely, they're more well-rounded. They're more defensively oriented. Absolutely, they're one of the top defensive teams in the league usually, except for again like these last couple games. But you're like I said, Dorian Finney-Smith is someone. Let me see this dude, Dorian Finney-Smith. Averages at least 10 points a game, shooting at least 38% from the three. Christopher Singas, you made it seem like he was absolute garbage when he was averaging like 17, 18 points a game. He Christopher Porzingis is garbage. He literally um he's like a terrible defender. He can't stay healthy. He can't move on. Yeah, defense. but he plays but, like a, a seven foot three guard. Like he's soft. Okay, okay. But you're you're but you're talking about Porzingis like Yes, is he like what he was when he was like uh was what when he was in New York? No. I understand that. But at the same time, this playoffs he wasn't actually that bad. Was he put bad defensively? Yeah, okay, cool because he's not that great and he's, you know, like you say, he was injury uh, uh, he's injury prone, but at the same time, he wasn't that bad this season. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, you guys lost to Paul George. That's all I gotta say in the playoffs. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, and that's and, it. and that's it. Yeah, I mean, so Raleigh and Raleigh and I are both on the same page here. We we think Luca is better. So T, I'm I'm sorry, you're you're, you're going to be all alone. Hold on. When did when did when did like when did Paul George or when did Kawhi get injured? Uh, right five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So now they have two games up on them, right? Well, it's two two. It's two two right now. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Yes, it's two two. But they have two games. Like, yo, you, you the the first game and they lost to Paul George. What are we talking about? Two times. By the way, props to Paul George. I, I am saying. Okay, hold on, hold on. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, they lost to Paul George. Paul George was killing it. I. I might have been the only one, and I don't know if, if Ronnie was on this, but I remember when I was talking about Paul George, I said he has had four or six six stats this year, a career high, and he went to therapy, and he was actually going to do well this, this playoffs. Everyone thought I was fucking bullshitting. Yeah, I agreed with you. I Okay, thank you. I was might have been the, me and me and I picked the Clippers to win the championship. Exactly. Agree. Exactly. So, so for me... Paul George, I've always thought Paul George was a, is a good player just because he has it. And I told people, I don't know who the fuck I told. I feel like it was either Mike or Shree. I said, Probably like, Shree. it might have been Shree. I, I, yeah, I think it was Shree. I, I said, I said, dude, he's going to go off this, this season, this playoffs, because look at the, the trend line that's happening. Look at six of the, of the, the of his stats are so much higher. He's had career high in stats, so I'm not going to make it seem like oh he's absolute garbage. Like okay, he had a couple bad games. Everyone has a couple bad games. Like dude, man, like I said, Dev- uh, Donovan Mitchell injured game five. He had a terrible shooting night. He scored 21 points, but he had a terrible shooting night. Like yo, everyone has bad shooting nights. Like okay, that's what happens. But like Paul George is actually the shit. Like and you're making it seem like this team. This team is uh this uh uh Clippers team is trash. Like okay, two years ago when Paul George and what you call it was hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two years ago when Paul George and Kawhi wasn't on the team, they got to eighth place. Okay, like yes, they had a couple other players that weren't there anymore, like Lou Williams and stuff like that. But like they have defensive players. They have Marcus Smart, who's uh someone who just can shoot Mark like Morris, lights out. Marcus oh sorry, Mar- sorry, sorry, Marcus Morris. Yeah. They have a bunch of players that you might not think that's great. They they picked up Nick Batum, who pulled a fucking what's his name, who pulled a Blake Griffin in in Charlotte and came to this team and actually started really doing well. They have somebody in Reggie Jackson who's actually a good shooter as well, and he was just shooting lights out in that take. Like the shots that this motherfucker was making in these games were fucking incredible. Fucking Patrick Beverly, especially in Game Seven. This motherfucker went from I can't shoot shit and not even playing to I'm fucking scoring everything. Like, like sometimes when a team is clicking, you can't just be like, okay, he just like in 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 Dallas they weren't clicking. This this fucking season, this series, they were fucking clicking on all cylinders. They were doing so fucking well. Like that's the issue. Utah sucks compared to Dallas. No, it's because motherfuckers was injured. Like, Dallas is a better team. Dallas, okay, Kristoff, okay. I would have picked Dallas over Utah in the series, probably. If, if Dallas and Utah went against each other, Dallas getting beat. I don't think so. I think Dotson, like, I think Dotson obliterates Mitchell, honestly, in the playoffs. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Raleigh, I think Raleigh, I think. That is, you agree. Okay, all right, hold on. Hold on. Let's let's I, let's I look this up. Though, because uh, I hope people stop like making fun of him and stuff because he really has played well. On no, Mitchell's played well, but the yeah. fact that so Dominic is tier board. one, 
That's you know what I'm saying? Mitchell's tier two. Get up. No, no. Give, give me facts. Give me, give me some stats or facts. You're saying I'm giving you stats and facts, and you're saying all these dumbass things. Dude, you're giving you're just, excuses. You're, just, you're giving excuses for why the Utah Jazz got an ass whooped by a Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard less team. Okay, do they not have the best player on their team? Yeah, no, they don't. But that doesn't mean anything. I, I'm just saying this. I don't see how you can see, say that Doncic is not better than Mitchell and both. He's not just because, son. Okay, is is Carlisle a better coach than than uh Carlisle uh, uh, oh. Quinn Snyder? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that 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 gives you at least one win more. Okay. Okay, that's all. Uh, I, and it was uh, okay. Okay. That, <laughs> like, is he not? Does a defensive player of the year? Six man of the year and Mitchell supposed to get you more wins than Dallas? Yes. When someone's injured, no. Both of them were injured. Yeah, especially when the club the Mavs had to play uh, Kawhi all seven games and the Jazz didn't. I hold on, I'm not, hold on. We're never gonna agree, so we can be here like all night. Yeah, I mean, we're never gonna agree. No, 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 no. I, I just have let's just let's just go stats. All right, ready. Thirty-two point two points a game for for Utah's uh, Donovan Mitchell this playoffs. Thirty-five point seven. So Luca has that. Cool. Uh, and then let's do shooting percentages. Forty-three percent from the from the three with again a fucked up ankle of Donovan Mitchell. And then you see Luca. He has forty percent, like forty. And then Luca has forty nine percent from the field, and Donovan Mitchell has forty on forty five percent from the field. Like you're making it seem like he's going to destroy him. He's doing very very similar numbers. What are we talking about? Kill him. And then Luca Doncic was shooting at a fifty two percent free throw rate. No, no. But he, the dude, okay, he's he's also shooting forty percent from the three with a bum shoulder. If that's the case, like no, his free throws is fifty two because his free throws has always been fifty two. Like last year, what a, did he have a bum shoulder last year? He shot sixty five percent from the free throw. He's always been a terrible free throw shooter. And again, at the end of the day, he's not even a good playmaker. I don't care what you're saying. What? I don't care what you're saying. Yeah, he yeah he averaged ten. Ten assists oh a game. God. Son, he averaged ten oh. assists a game. But you, son, if you watch that game, if you if you watch that game, if you watch those games, like you can see the 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 deflation of his team. They're like this motherfucker shooting again, man. This motherfucker shooting again. Like, yo, he's garbage. Yeah, maybe he wasn't confident as a playmaker because his teammates blow. That that seems like the thing to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One more game than your boy Mitchell and okay. against Will- uh, Lillard, uh, Leonard. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Great. That's great. But I don't think you can definitively say Mitchell's better than Donstick after what just happened. I, I think he don't. is better. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Like, I mean, that's imagine, fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but Raleigh and I are entitled to. Imagine, imagine having right. an ankle issue and still having being double teamed and still scoring really, really well. Like no, you no, can Mitchell's have a good. you can have a shoulder issue and still score. No, Mitchell's good. Don't get me wrong. Mitchell's good. I he earned my respect. But to tell 
me that he's better than Doncic, I, I can't do that. Look, look, even if, okay, even if you don't agree with that, which is fine, everyone has their own opinions. Like, I think D-Wade is probably the best shooting guard of all time. Everyone don't think that way. Cool. But you making it, like, and that's, this is how I always say, you making it seem like it's a shadow of a doubt. Like, I need you that you to be like, there is a possibility that he could be better. That's but my that, biggest there's thing. There's no possibility right now. Okay, you're stupid mind. then. That's yeah, what I'm saying. No that you're stupid then. Better than Doncic. That's all. That's all I have to say. No, you're stupid here, here, it, like Mitchell's a top 15 player at least for sure. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to ditch him, but or diss him. Okay. But I think Doncic is like top five. If Mitchell went to Miami Heat, he'll be a top five. That's how I feel. That's a take. I mean, then maybe it's he not is. a take maybe because that, it's it's small market. That's what it is. You go to a small market team. Unless you're averaging Giannis points 12, 20 something in and eleven, like you're you're not doing anything. I, I just don't I don't think like so when I say that they're far like I think Doncic's top five, Mitchell's top fifteen, going towards top ten. That so I think there's a gap. I think I think Donovan I think Luca is not top five. I, I can name five other people who's better than him. Please, please do, please. Okay. If you must know, I do. Okay, so you might. Uh, so LeBron, Kevin okay. Durant, okay, uh, Kawhi Leonard. For okay. me, James Harden, mm. Steph Curry. That's five already. Did I not just name? Him? Oh, Giannis. If, if Giannis you really is not be, better than. I'm sorry. I no, think so. I, I would rather I have a so. shooter. No, there's no way in hell Giannis is better than Doncic, and there's no way I. The, I I would argue the Harden one. I would argue that, but I understand it. So I, I, I guess you, you got a point. You could at the worst six, okay? I, uh, I don't know, maybe ten. I don't know. Do bullshit. There is no ten players better than Doncic. I don't know. Bullshit. Like bullshit. I, I, again, like I said, it's just arguing. Uh, uh, what about the MVP that just won the MVP this year? You don't think he might be better than him? I don't know. You never know. No. I'm, you don't think Jokic is better than Doncic? Okay. Oh, am I hearing hesitation? I, okay, I, exactly. I'm exactly. hearing a little hesitation. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think so. I you don't can argue that. Definitely top five, but I, I'm just saying I think he's in the conversation, and he's definitely. And also, top. like, without being the hobble injured, like maybe fucking uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can do everything that Luka Doncic no, can do. No, I'd, I'd rather have Doncic. Okay, well, you might I'm, rather have him because he's injury prone, but if. If AD wasn't injury prone, he could defend. He shoots in high proficiency. Yeah. He shoots threes as well. He can pass. He defends. He defends. He defends. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Luka Doncic, what the fuck does he? Oh, my God. What the <laughs> fuck does Luka Doncic have? different from Doncic, and I don't think it's necessarily. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid. I would rather have Joel Embiid over oh, him as nope, well. Oh, nope. Nope. I would not. Nope. 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 Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Not I got all. you. Ready? 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 He can pass, not as great because he doesn't need to be number one. He can shoot from everywhere again, yeah, maybe like not from three. What'd you say? Just like Doncic. Okay, he could defend. He could defend. He could do low post moves. He could defend. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> he's somebody that can average thirty points as a seven foot player and can shoot from anywhere. Yeah, but he's injury prone. Next. Okay, Luka Doncic is as well. What yeah, Luka Doncic. Have... Like, he, he, okay, here's the thing. And Luka Doncic is built like a refrigerator. What are you saying? Embiid is literally like a knee explosion away from being like out for the rest of his career. Luka Doncic had ankle issues and knee issues uh, last year, and now he has shoulder issues. 
Um, you're talking about James Harden not having good, good uh, body issue or uh, being deconditioned and stuff. Yeah, Luka Doncic is like Luka Doncic is built like a refrigerator. What did I say? <laughs> He's built like a fucking refrigerator. You don't think injury is gonna happen to him? Come on, bro. Guys, we should probably wrap this up and, and um maybe say something quick about the conference finals. Um because we've right. been going up for two hours. So um Um I'm gonna say that let's uh I want the Suns to win. Yeah, uh, let's let, start with Clippers. Yeah, let, let them yeah, let them lead it. I, yeah, uh, I it so bad. Um okay. but I do I mean, I don't know what that what's happening with Kawhi. I haven't heard shit from him. Uh, yeah, he's out game two. Yeah, no, but like the series, is he coming back ever? Well, so my we don't know, but he's out game two. Is um is that basically it's it's gonna come down to the health of uh of Kawhi and um CP3. Um, from what I've heard, uh, both CP3 and Kawhi will not play game two. Obviously, Suns did win game one in what was a really good game. Um. I did listen to Bill Simmons' podcast over the weekend, and he did mention that he thinks Kawhi is going to come back in the series. Um, but, you know, obviously that hasn't been confirmed anywhere, and we just really don't know right now. So I think the Clippers, you know, their best chance is obviously they're going to need Kawhi back. I think they really have a chance to, to win this, in, in my opinion. Uh, I just think the Suns, um, even without Chris Paul, if both those guys are out, um, I think uh, – I think if Kawhi comes back, the Clippers have the advantage. I think if Kawhi is out, it's definitely the Suns regardless. And uh, if, if CP3 comes back and Kawhi doesn't, I think it'll be a quick series. So I have the Suns in – I'll say Suns in six, but it's just so hard to tell because of the health. Stuff. Say how dumb the NBA is for having Chris Paul sit out for COVID right now when he was vaccinated and everyone's been vaccinated. Like, how dumb is that? He's not even sick. It's, it's stupid. Just, I don't, I don't think it's dumb. I think it's safe. It's dumb. It's stupid. We're vaccinated. It's going to be just like, like, honestly, everyone's like, if you get COVID right now and you're vaccinated, it's going to be like the flu. What do you fucking do? Yeah. Like, and they that, also, hold on. And they also set people for flus too. I, no, I yeah, I get that. what they're doing. They're, it's, they're, it's saying, they're setting him down. Like it's been like a week and they're, they're, they're having him on the stupid 12 day protocol. Like, if you have the flu, you're usually out for, like – and I'm sorry, Michael Jordan had the flu game as well. Yeah, so, that was also in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, but my whole thing is this. COVID is – like, all the states are, are lifting the emergencies and everything like that. Let him play, please. Let him play. He's vaccinated. He's not sick. He's vaccinated. He's good to go. Is it See, unfortunate? I actually think this is a good thing for the Suns because I think they can if, – if both Chris Paul and Kawhi are out, I think the Suns are going to win anyway. And um, I think that will just give Chris Paul a break. You know, obviously he's getting a little older and it'll give him a break. It'll give him some rest before shoulder. they get to the, yeah, for, well, for just in general, I mean, he's getting into his mid thirties and um, you know, he can rest a little bit and then he'll be, you know, recharged and ready to go, um, you know, for potential finals, um, which I, I think, I think it actually could help the Suns in a way. Um, I'm hoping Suns win. Uh, and I said that the Suns are going to be legit, so I'm hoping that I'm right and they win the championship. And uh, yeah, I'm right. Comes to it. Um, I think that you know they did a great job with him. If he had COVID, he tested positive. Let's do two tests to make sure he's not positive, and let's go. I know that he's. They said that he uh, doesn't have any symptoms right now, which is great. But again, at the same time, you know, 
NBA is also a business and you need to be, you need to make sure that you're safe. Like, okay, he passed to someone. Like, not all NBA players are vaccinated. That's the that's the issue when it comes to it, uh, Raleigh. Like, not all of them chose to be vaccinated. I know you probably used to be like, oh, you're an NBA player. You should fucking do it. Yeah, I understand that. And I agree. But at the same time, you're not happening. It is not happening. And if they pass it to someone, Carl Anthony Towns' mom died. A bunch of his fucking family members died. Like, it happens. So if these that people was before, that was before I, 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 I understand that, but I'm saying if there are other people like in their family that's not that's not vaccinated or someone on the team that's not vaccinated and they pass it to someone and they die because Chris Paul and oh he should play because he's vaccinated, not everyone's vaccinated. Be as safe as possible. At this point, I think pretty much and it's a liability. Around, if you're not vaccinated by this point, it's kind of your own fault. And I don't really feel okay, but yeah, I percent agree with Jake right there and there. But look, that doesn't mean that you don't need a die. You, you don't need to die. You know, like if you don't take this, if you don't want to take it, you don't have to take it. So it's your you're, you're choice. saying no matter. Yeah, but what, even five years from now, that. it you're is what it is. Even, even five years from now, if someone gets COVID, they need to sit out. Yes, which um, no, because again, like I said, it's it's a big thing now. And usually, when it comes to herd immunity and stuff like that, you have a higher percentage. Not everywhere in America is is it has herd immunity. In some places that only still have twenty percent, you go to South Dakota, they only got like eight percent. And, and this is this is my rebuttal. Why have all the fans back in the stadium if it's that big of a deal right now? Because most of them are uh, again, it's, it's, yeah, most of them are vaccinated. But again, like I said, not everyone's vaccinated. And again, imagine someone dying because Chris Paul came into the. You understand? Yeah, like, but here's, here's my thing. If I have COVID right now. I'm not going to be able to take off work 14 days right now. Okay, yes, cool, but you're not an NBA player, so no one gives a shit about you. Yeah, but what's the difference? What's the difference? Like, Chris Paul is not going to give it to anyone. He's vaccinated. All all you'd have to do is say, hey, I'm not going to be around my family or anything like that. Let's go. Like, you're you're putting all these players at risk from having all these fans in attendance is what you're saying. Yeah, but they're going to be coughing and stuff. So, like, if it's this dangerous, why have fans at all? Exactly. So, why not have Chris Paul play? Because sorry, NBA, but... like, okay, NBA also has, like, their own union and shit. So, they agreed to these protocols prior to, so they have to follow the rules. They're not going to break the fucking rules for that person, unless it's LeBron James. Um, <laughs> what, what I'm uh, saying, the rules are... Okay, cool. That's great. You know, the rules are a lot. The, the rules are dumb about a lot of stuff, especially now. I don't think me myself. I don't think that they should be open and all that shit until eighty-five percent of the people or ninety percent of the people are are vaccinated. But guess what? They're doing it because that's what happens. But at the end of the day, like, look, if you're an NBA player and you haven't been vaccinated, especially at this time, people are scared of vaccinations, especially in the black communities. People are very afraid of vaccinations because of a lot of shit that happened back in the past with vaccinations and killing black people. That's really what it is. So they have that choice. Sorry that you're white, if that's the case. You understand what I'm saying? But like, you have to understand. Here's my thing. We stop living now for something that most of the people that want to get vaccinated are already vaccinated. Okay, but no one's living down. But Chris Paul, out of everybody on the team, was the only one, uh, luckily, was the only one, and in the league, was the only one who got vaccinated or who who, who got uh, COVID. So just sit him for 10 days, test him twice, and he'll be back by game three or game four. Like, it's cool. 
Kawhi Leonard's out, so there's a prob- probability that they're going to lose this next one like they did the last three, and I'm pissed off that if these motherfuckers come back and win four straight like they did for the rest of the other goddamn things uh, series, then that's just going to piss me off. I, I, uh. I'm, I'm just saying, the vaccine, like, if you're having this policy, why have fans feel the same? I know what you're saying, Money. money. It's, they're yeah, losing billions, and you make you make more money with viewers with uh, Chris Paul and contact with the players. It's a different like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah around courtside, they're like two feet away from them. If that, and and I'm pretty sure that most places are are, are making vaccines or pharma. Which like, look, my thing is, look, yeah, you have a choice to not be vaccinated, but like, I also think that you know, arenas have a right to be like, okay, you can't come in and watch our game if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. And, and places should be like, hey, you have to keep wearing a mask and stuff like that if you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, and a lot and, of life stuff that you're not going to be able to ever go back to normal if you're not, if you don't have the COVID shot. Where all tested and you have COVID and you're positive for COVID, you should sit out. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's all I'm saying. I, 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 think, I think for this for this season, I get it. Just like not changing the protocols in Thank season. Thank you. Starting next season, they shouldn't be doing that shit. And I'm sure that they're going to change it. But again, they have a rule this year that a lot of people ha- like. It's not fair for them to change that when they have been doing it. They, they, like you're not setting a precedence. Like you're a lawyer. Like literally, if they change it now because of the playoffs. And they didn't do that. That would be fine. That would be fine. Regular that would not, not be fucking matter. Regular season does not fucking matter. Playoffs is okay. all that matters. No, it it's, no, fine. that's not that's not it how it goes. Fine. Because do you know how many teams could have actually made the playoffs because of issue? Do you know how many t- teams could have been in the higher seed? Because Celtics you're in about general. Players. You're talking about oh, Celtics would have. No, 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 Celtics no, would have been at least four. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. You have to take the facts into consideration. We are never, we're not in the peak of the pandemic anymore, which is when these rules were still in effect. Okay, but are we still in the pandemic? We're not. You're stupid. You're stupid. I was a state of emergency. Okay, that's fine. But are we not still in COVID? um, You're always going to have COVID. We're going to have COVID for the rest of our lives. You know, we've hit 70% vaccinations, and like, if we we have, there's that opportunity to get vaccine everywhere. And if you're not going to get vaccinated, it's kind of on on you. Yeah, it's it's the end of the pandemic. In America, it's not the end of the the pandemic. All all I'm saying is this we're always going to have a variant of COVID for the rest of our lives. I mean, you might, you you might, we might not. You never know. No, all the experts are saying there's going to be some sort of variant. Yeah, but also the experts didn't know that this shit was going to happen. So, you know, they, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Also, what what happened with H1N1? You know, what happened with SARS? What happened with all these other things? They're still around. Exactly. But the thing is, we have now the herd immunity and we have different like uh, flu shots and stuff because of it that we, even if that's the case, we still are, are, we're, we're still exposed to it, but not in a large amount. At this time, this is legit year one. We just got open two months ago when it, or, or uh, what was it? April 16th when they said, okay, now people from 16 all the way through them being older can actually get it, you know, instead of it being like a, a, a line weight or something like that, you know. It's not like any type of special protocols. It's not a different category like you're obese or, you know, you're a nurse or anything. So we just got this two months ago. Not everybody had the opportunity to. I know people did, but not like, again, people in South Dakota, they were like 18% got vaccinated at this moment in time. 
yes, it's going yeah, through the line. They're all a bunch of anti-vaxxers. Okay, cool. But they also opened, they just they just opened it up in California. Like the mandate just opened or got uh, re- uh released what a week ago in California? Like, yeah, yo. That, that's that's how you know we have, don't have the pandemic anymore, is when California's doing it. Son, are you in California? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're in Maryland, and they're lifting the bans already. They already did. Okay, okay, but every okay, everyone like you have to understand, everyone is not governed by the same people. Like every, like you should know that. Like, what the fuck did Georgia do a few months before the the vaccine was even released? They said, "Fuck it, y'all got it." You know, Florida, same thing. So it's not the same. Like, no, just, I understand that, but here's the thing. That was when well, I think of the pandemic, Georgia was done. They weren't ever following the science, but like we're following the science here, and the science yeah. is still okay. okay. Yes, we are, but like some people, even DC was even extra precautious for Wait, a long time too. Like you, I understand. Here, here's that. my thing. My my definition of the pandemic is this: when the spike was high and we had no vaccine. Yeah, no, no that's, okay. Right. Well, your definition of the pandemic is dumb because there's Why? still a pandemic right now. Okay, I, yes, I because so. there is there is a higher population now having the vaccine. So now there's lower populations that are getting it, but at the same time they're still getting it. I know people right now who has got who have gotten a shot a month, two months, four months ago, and they still got COVID. Yeah, but are they in okay, the hospital? Yeah, okay. It's like not bad. It like significantly reduces. That that's what I'm saying. I understand that it significantly reduces the in the, the the symptoms, dude. I fucking took a bunch of biology and shit in my major. Like, cool. I understand that, but not everyone has that. That's what I'm saying. Not everyone took it. Not no. Not everyone. That's with every. That's with every flu shot ever. Like that's my thing. I understand, like, but this one is so, like you have to understand like. Since we're in the times of this, like when a few years ago when H1N1 happened, like we're in the times, give it a year, give it two years. We're not going to be talking about this anymore. But at this moment, since we just got like, again, everyone was able to have access of it literally two months ago, this time two months ago, like give it some time. So when Chris Paul goes and says, okay, he has his shot, he doesn't have COVID, you still passing it to people. Like, like, give it a year. Let let let's see what happens a, a year. You 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 got the shot. Cool. We don't know what what is going to be in in the winter time. You don't know if there's going to be a variation. We don't know if we're going to be able to catch it. It's going to be actually that that effective. You understand what I'm saying? We still got to wait a goddamn year. No, that's with the flu every year. I, I I'm okay. not one of those people that think COVID is the flu, but at the same time, when we have vaccines. It kind of is now. But you, like I said, we like even even all the, the the scientists that you're talking about are saying like, oh, we might have to take a booster. We don't know what is going to happen in in the winter or flu season. We don't know if there's going to be a variant that's going to crush whatever the fuck our our vaccinations and our immunity is. We don't know what that is. So, given it a year, seeing what that happens, especially through cold and and flu season, which that's what we need to do, is something that we need to really pay attention to. That, we don't have a variant right now that's that bad that Chris Paul can play right now. All and, and you don't know every team was tested against the variants right now and they were effective. Okay, but like that's what I'm saying. We are you're 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 putting in a bad precedence right now. So if that's the case, in five or six months when code and flu season happens, 
they're saying, well, Chris Paul did it back in the day. Now you just fucked up the whole league. Now there's so many poli- politicking happening. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Sorry, that's the boy real quick. Follow the, no problem. Follow the rules in the beginning that they're set. And if they need to, and if they need to have a league, uh, a league of governors meeting and change it for this next season, they will do that. But I'm, I think that they might not even change it because I think like you need to wait a year. Like I really think that they need to wait a year. I, I don't. I don't. For right now, I think they should have changed it for the playoffs. That once everyone, once we hit that number of vaccinations, they didn't have to sit out for fourteen days. Because you okay, you, 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 like how are they going to change it to the playoffs when it because just happens? The CDC put they should change it with the CDC guidelines. It's quite simple, quite simple. I don't think so. I think so. I think it is. Who cares about the other fucking teams? They're bums. Um, you're right. Who cares? The NBA. Because if the NBA didn't want to do that, they could have changed it. But yeah, guess but they, what? They, they, would have been, they wouldn't be liable because they were saved by the CDC guidelines. I'm yeah, like, but but like I said, if the if the NBA didn't care, they would have been like, oh, Chris Paul, you got you good. But the NBA cares. Yeah, but the 14, day, the 14 days has not been a CDC guideline for a while. Okay, but they're following their own rules. Sorry, who gives a shit about the CDC? The CDC said a lot of different things. And again, like I said, Georgia governs their own selves. So they said, fuck it. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, if you are a private, if you have a private entity, you can do whatever the fuck you want. No, that's I understand that. But the CDC, the, the CDC is the governing body of all the diseases and everything else. And I know what the CDC is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm But saying. again, that CDC doesn't mean does that you it, have to follow it. And you just okay. did it. A private institution can do whatever the fuck they want. So why yeah. not just go back to like five or six days? Because they know that it's an issue and it's going to do. If someone gets sick and someone get die, dies because they're doing this, you might not think that is. Oh, oh, well, the CDC says no. It's a big thing. Like in the NBA, oh, yeah. if what someone, if, like, what if these okay. fans think is a super spreader and someone dies from it? You if so, okay, fuck, son, do you really think they give a fuck about the fans? Like, come well, on, that, bro. What, but you're saying they care about the NBA because um, they're look. NBA has their, their their own people that they have to deal with, and they also have to deal with the player association. So if someone in that union gets sick, injured, family ha- happens, and then they have to think about the fans, like, oh, the fans are going to outpour of someone's family dying or someone dying on, like, imagine, let's say, for example, LeBron, uh, God forbid, LeBron James dies right then and there on court because he then they found out he had a... Uh, COVID. Do you know what will happen to the NBA? The NBA will be fucked for a while. Like it's not going to be. Oh, the CDC says this. No, big name player. Chris, big name player. Chris Chris Paul is the play is the NBA Player Association president. So why would he not try to follow the rules? Come on, man. That don't make any sense. Yeah, but here's the thing. Think about that. Here's the thing. The players who are playing right now are assuming the risk. They're assuming the risk. Yeah. I guarantee you, they signed something off or something like that. That said, if you get COVID and stuff and you died or something, we're not liable. I'm yeah. just saying this right now. Yeah, but they're also trying to be precautious for, you know, like public eye. No, that's, that's not something that you want to t- care about. Because, again, you lose money. The public eye right now is COVID's not that big of a deal. I'm sorry, the, but that's what the public thinks right now. That's, that's not true. Again, because, again. The states are opening up again. It's obviously not as big of a deal as it was in the Hello? States. If someone dies, especially if someone important dies in the NBA, it's a public issue. So no matter if you think that the public eye might think that, if someone dies because of COVID, 
going to be an issue. There's going to be a public uproar, and they're going to be like, why the fuck did you, like, why are you putting a bunch of fans? What? Like, you have to understand that, especially athletes, athletes compared to us in our minds are superhuman. So if these motherfuckers are dying and they got vaccinated, imagine us, the people who eat terribly and don't exercise correctly. And so here's the thing. If you're vaccinated, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I know you can still get COVID, but it's not it's not going to kill you pretty much. Not everyone. That's the thing. A, a huge majority, yes, but not everyone. Everyone but, has symptoms that's different. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, you don't want to have what, the risk. What are we supposed to do just for the next five years just not live? Like that's No, I'm saying I'm saying for this year, especially because this is still a very test. Like, this is still a, a touch-and-go situation when it comes to vaccines. This is the first every year that the vaccine has been created. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 administered. So you wait a while, do exactly what you've been doing when it comes to protocols, because, one, you see success of no one fucking dying. <laughs> and two, like, again, you are creating a bad you didn't do that previously i understand it's the playoffs but you didn't do it previously but now the rules changed because of the playoffs and they didn't set that ahead of time to me when the cd no but they didn't set that yeah they they changed some things they changed some things they didn't change some things like that's what it is they changed they said okay people can come into the arenas let's do that let's that be the first step let's do only 15% let's do only 25% let's do half capacity okay let's do full capacity like they're trying to ramp up that way but for their own like cuz they can get sued by the player association if someone gets fucked up too like they need to do they, there's a whole bunch of things like all they had to do is this all they had to do was this we will follow the CDC guidelines for whoever has COVID, which I, I believe they changed it to like eight days or something or seven days. That would be fine. That's all they okay. had to do. That's all cool. they had to do. But they, but they don't have to do that. No, I know they don't have to <laughs> do that. And they're not doing that. But and I think it's smart to make it. Smart. It's not smart to do 14 days when not even CDC is demanding it now. And okay, CDC that's... are the scientists who make all the guidelines. Yeah, okay, cool. But if you remember, CDC was like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Actually, no, let's take this back. Oh, you can actually pass it through this way. Actually, no, you can't. Like, they're fucking doing touch and go just like we're doing touch and go. There have been, there have been many, many statements that the CDC have said throughout this last year, and they've withdrawn those statements as well multiple times, and they're scientists. Scientists make mistakes, my guy. What are you saying? What do you think this 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 uh disease came from? You think this came from some uh, a Chinese bat or some shit? Something fuck that. This is biological no, warfare. Mistakes, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Chris Paul is not sick anymore, if he passes it to someone, I don't see not everyone didn't get vaccinated. Well, That's the they're issue. They're assuming the risk. They're assuming the risk. I'm sorry. You're assuming the risk if you're not getting vaccinated. No, no. Because you, you, you go to the pair, this, and this is the last thing I say, and if everyone's not on board with it, then you do the, the safest thing. Like, everyone does not have to take it. You're not assuming the risk. Like, yes, you might have COVID, but they don't want to take the fucking vaccine. Like, hey, if I told you, hey, take the AIDS vaccine, and you're like, oh, I don't want to take it. Like, okay, because you know you're not about to fuck or something like that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's... Everyone has the option to do that. Do I think that is dumb? And now that we're talking about private institutions, NBA now with Texas just going on not too long ago, 
private institutions can say that you need to be vaccinated. If there's no player that's been vaccinated yet, they're assuming the risk. And the NBA is not smart enough to actually demand that vaccinations happen. You don't think that the NBA is, like, talking to the CDC and Fauci and all these other people? Yeah, they are. But, again, they're doing their own risks and, and rewards as well. Since they're a private institution, they could do whatever the fuck they want. That's just like how we're saying. And yeah, this but if you want to be smart, you hold on, hold, on. hold on. What have they been doing? They have not changed anything when it Call. All they have been saying is, as long as you take two tests that are negative back to back in, in a couple of days, you're fine, you're good to go. They haven't changed anything, so they are smart in that way. If they change something, if they change something, they're smart in that way. But since they haven't, they understand there's still risk and health benefits. Okay, like just because you don't have the symptoms doesn't mean again for an athlete. And you've talked to Jason Tatum, you talked to all these people who already had issues with that. Sure, Jason Tatum is vaccinated now, but I'm sure he still has some issues lingering. Again, because you're an athlete. And if athletes are getting injured or not injured, if athletes are getting gassed and athletes are getting, like, you know, physiologically uh, enabled to do the... Maybe they should wait 14 days. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, the symptoms might not be there, but if you run down the court and you feel like he has some heart issue or something, or you have something because he has a blood clot or something, there might be something different. Yeah, but that could happen a year from now. We don't know the side effects of COVID. So that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it, my what I'm saying is, what, is he supposed to just sit out a year now that he had COVID? No. That's dumb. No, that's you, dumb. you play what they say that you play, and we will see what happens in the offseason. So, so look, I, I'm we've kind of been going on for a while here, so I'm I'm just going to say something. Then, if you guys want to, you know, make points and we can close it out, then then that's yeah. fine. But um, I, I think you guys have both made some points that I agree with. Um, T, I, I agree that midstream like this, and you know, since it has been, you know, there are still people getting, you know, vaccinated. People have had their chance too, for sure. But these NBA players, you know, they're they're busy, they're traveling all the time. Um, you know, maybe they haven't had time to consider it or um like i get why chris paul can't play um this season raleigh i definitely have probably more your attitude towards COVID though like i'm pretty much at a point now like uh you know my mom and i kind of talked about it the other day like we're gonna stop wearing masks you know in in indoor even you know out, you know even indoors now you know when we go out except when uh you know it is, if we go in a state that like mandates it, then, then sure. But around here, you know, we, we just kind of decided that we're just done. Um, we're, we're just kind of going back to normal. We're vaccinated. We're fine. Everything's good. So I kind of definitely have more of your attitude towards it. And I think going into next season, um, hope, I'm hoping the NBA will kind of do something similar to what the NFL's done, where they, the NFL going into next season is basically issued updated uh, guidelines and basically like, Basically, they're going to let all the players who've been vaccinated, they're going to get to do all sorts of like stuff, you know, it's much closer to, you know, what was like, um, whereas like, you know, the players who haven't been vaccinated are basically going to have to live like it's last year all over. Yeah, they're incentivizing them to take the shots, but they don't yeah, have Yeah, they're not to. mandating, but there's, they're, you know, it's a serious incentive. And when, you know, players who aren't vaccinated are having to go through all these protocols and testing and having to wear a mask everywhere and they're looking at the players who, you know, kind of get to do whatever they want, you know, that's probably going to push some of them to get it. So um, I think, I think what they've done is good and I'm hoping the NBA will do something similar. 
Yeah, I, like my biggest thing is this is the last thing I'll say. Look, if the hospitals and doctors are still wearing masks because of this shit, it ain't over yet, bro. That's all I'm saying. And, and my, my whole thing is this. What are we supposed to do? Just hide for like three years or not? Okay, well that's that's a very conservative thing to say. Like Yeah, no, but it's a very liberal thing for you to say. I mean that's the thing. Like you and I don't need to, to what to be safe? Need to hide, but we can still understand why like Chris Paul has to in this series. I don't understand because C D C doesn't say fourteen days anymore. That's my that's the big Okay, okay. But let's say tomorrow C D C says fourteen days again, then what happens? Then I'd understand it, but they're not going to change it. They haven't done that. So like, I've heard that when Chris Paul has a couple like negative tests, they're pretty much gonna let him come back. That's what I said. They're gonna have he needs two back to back negative tests. So there are like different guidelines and stuff. So they are like gonna be a little more lenient with him because he's got the shot. Exactly. And they, they and they actually they they when you are vaccinated, it's actually different rules than when you're not vaccinated. No, no, I understand that, but at the same time it's just you don't understand that because you keep saying at the same time and but. No, I don't think you. But here's here's my thing. CDC is saying you don't have to do 14 days. They don't. They should have gotten rid of the 14 day requirement from the beginning of CDC announcing you don't have to do 14 days anymore. That's but what they, they should have done. They should have changed it. Who cares? But about they don't have to because the facts changed. But they don't have to. I know they don't have to, but I'm saying they and they didn't. Have. They should have. It's yeah, but that's off. that's just you. No reason. It's not just me. A bunch of people are saying the same thing. Oh, they. Oh, yeah. A bunch of fans are. Okay, cool. But you're not around playing basketball, feeling these issues. You understand what I'm saying? You're not no, running we're, around. We're you're just, passing to your teammate. We're living, like we're living normal life, like everyone else is. You could be okay. passing it around too. Okay, let me ask you a question. If Chris Paul doesn't have it, he passes it to someone who is vaccinated and they have symptoms. Then what happens with that person? Does he can, can he still play? If he's sick, no. If he's really sick, no. But if he's feeling fine, I say yeah, go for but, it. But that's but the thing is that's what I'm saying because there's still a possibility he can pass it to his whole team, which then creates a detriment. And then guess what? Now the team can't play in the finals. So do they, as the NBA, is the NBA, do they say, okay, they're just going to award the Eastern team to do it? Or are they going to say, let's wait two or three weeks? So that loses them money. No? no I, I just say this. If you have COVID, but you feel fine, you can play. Because I'm sorry, but if we can go in the workplace and we can spread it the same fucking way, but we still have to go to work, why shouldn't they? Because the, the workplace, like you said, has their own guidelines to that as well. I mean, my company had didn't bring in anybody back until like exactly. October. Some no, some I, people I aren't remotely because they have private entities and stuff like you said, like you said, institutions, and some people are because they can do that. But when it comes, like I said, you lose a whole bunch of money if four, let's say, Devin Booker gets gets sick. So now what happens? The other people have to comp- uh, continue playing. That loses money. That loses revenue. That loses fan interest. Right? Yeah, but here's the thing. That can it's happen a- with the flu. That can happen with any other sickness. But we're not talking about the flu. We're talking about corona right now because this is yeah, the big thing. Is, so here's the thing. Corona is the flu if you have vaccines. And, and, and also you're not getting nine times out of – or six, seven times out of ten, you're not getting the flu in the summertime. Yeah, but you could get it in the wintertime. I mean, that, that's what that's what I'm saying. You can give the flu to all your teammates in the winter. And okay, but we're talking about right now. And the flu, yeah, but here's the thing: the flu can cause you to get in the hospital for some people. 
That's what we're talking about. With Kobe. And and hold on, and but they sit like Stephen Curry got flu-like symptoms. He didn't have Corona, but he had flu-like symptoms, and they sat him down for a couple games. Okay. Yeah. So like that's what happens. Like, but now the, the, again, because Corona, and as they say, Corona is so much more deadly than the flu. Like, no, not if you're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, it, it's the flu. That is what all these studies have been saying. You're not going to go to the hospital. There is, yes, some cases you are, but okay. vast majority, just like the flu. If you have the flu shot, you're not going to go to the hospital. Some people do. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying COVID is the flu without the vaccine, but with the vaccine, it is. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Any any last comments, guys, before we move on to the um, other other series? Oh, and do you guys have a pick for uh, for Suns Clippers? Suns. Suns. Um, even with even if both of them are healthy. Interesting. So we all we all agree. I'm going to say Suns, but the only my only caveat is if if Kawhi comes back, if Kawhi somehow comes back before like Game Three, and the um, Clippers can somehow find a way to upset. Uh, and upset in game two. I could see the Clippers winning, but other than that, I think the Suns are fine. Even though Jake and I picked the Clippers to win the whole thing, I'm going Suns. I am too, Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, obviously, the other series we have, the Bucks uh, going going up against the Hawks. Um, I I don't think this is going to be that competitive, firstly. Again, props to Atlanta. I think they just – Atlanta is, to me, is a good team, not a great team, and they kind of took advantage of a weak bracket um, a week first, a week first matchup against uh, a New York team that wasn't that good, and then they took advantage of a choking uh, 76ers team um, in the in the semis, and then uh, you know they're here. And props to them; it's a big moment for their franchise, it's a big moment for you know Trey and all that. And props to him; he has really impressed me this playoffs. Um, he's definitely you know a, a great young player in the league. However, I just think. Uh, the matchup with the Bucs is going to be a little problematic. I think Drew Holiday is going to be able to, you know, take him on defensively and make him inefficient. And I think, I think the Bucs are going to win it in five. I'll say that the Bucs, just because they can, they can be, uh, choke some as well. I'm going to say one game, they blow like a 15 or 20 point lead, but other than that and lose, but other than that, I think the Bucs are going to take care of business. What do you think? I'm saying Bucks in six. Okay. Yeah. Same bucks and six. See. Um. I don't know, man. I I I want to say bucks, but I'm gonna give it to uh, Game Seven Hawks. Oh, wow! Really? Okay. Yeah. We have an upset pick. I, if there's ever a time to pick the Hawks, I mean, I I I don't think it's that out of the question. I do, but explain, T. So, so why are you picking the Hawks? Uh, I mean, I just feel like they're running on like some like tough momentum. I, you know, earlier this season, I was talking about how they picked up a bunch of people, um, a lot of guards and small forwards, uh, that can shoot. You know, and I feel like you know, if one person goes down, as in like not injured, but goes down, as in like not scoring, uh, efficiently, then they have other players that are going to be able to do that. You know, they don't need just one person on the team like Trey Young to score. Obviously, you saw that in last night's game or, yeah, last night's game. Um, sorry, uh, in last night's game, 
but they can have a bunch of other people who can score, and all those people can shoot threes. Everybody on that team except for Capella can shoot threes. Um, then you go on the Bucks side, you know, you have someone who's a defender in Brooke Lopez, but you also have someone who's a defender in, in, in Capella. And, you know, Capella a much easier matchup because he doesn't have to guard somebody that can score as deadly as uh, Joel Embiid. So that's just kind of my thing. You know, I'm, again, Bucks can still win. I, I think so, but I'm just going to give it to the Hawks because they have a couple things that, you know, the Bucks might be worried of. No, yeah, I, I mean, I look, depth is one place the Hawks have the advantage, right? Um, the, the Bucks are basically playing six players at this point. Um, so the, if one more injury happens, obviously Milwaukee already lost Stephen Senzo. If one more injury happens for Milwaukee, it's going to get real uh, tricky for them. Um, whereas with Atlanta, you know, they do have that depth. Um, but I just – the top-end talent that the Bucks have, I think it's just going to come through. I, Giannis, Middleton, Drew – you know, those guys just took down, you know, KD and 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 the Nets. I I, I think they're going to be able to take that. Yeah, yeah, and they have home court again. Here's too, the so. uh, defense for talent's opinion. The Hawks just took out a big team in the Sixers. Why can't they do it against the Bucks? Because the Bucks are better than the Sixers. <laughs> that's I, that's my I don't think they're that much better defensively. I think they're about the same team defensively. Giannis's defense is just like Ben Simmons' defense. I mean, Joel Embiid is better than any center that the the Bucks have. Yeah. I, I think they're very similar defensively to each other. Honestly, they're pretty much similar off the similar team period. Yeah, I mean, I see my thing is I think so obviously you have Giannis and, and Embiid are both kind of great inside scores there. Um my thing is I trust I trust Drew and Middleton more than the um Sixers. Like obviously Simmons is non existent and then you have um you have uh, Tobias Harris. Like I trust uh Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday more than those guys, like no doubt. So and then you have like Brooke Lopez able to, you know, splash mountain out there knocking down threes. Um, you know. I I I I, try, I like their I like the uh, I like the Bucks chances and you know we'll, we'll we'll answer this as well. Uh, who do you guys think at this moment? We've done this every podcast. At this moment, who do you guys think is going to win the championship? I'm going to say the Bucks. Uh, that, uh, I don't know. I, that's too far. But I still would like to just say uh, the Suns. Fingers Fair crossed. Probably. Did we lose Raleigh again? Suns, Suns. I've been uh, muted. Um, I I just think the Suns have looked the most complete team so far. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So, any any last second thoughts on um, Bucks Hawks before we move on to our last topic? Uh, I I think that's it for me. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. you know, as competitive as you guys do, but we'll see. Um, you know, I can certainly, the Hawks have surprised me on playoffs. They could certainly do so again. Um, so obviously our, our last thing tomorrow is uh, an annual event on the NBA calendar that is always a lot of fun. And that is the uh, NBA draft lottery. So is there anything that you guys are watching with that? And um, 
give me just for shits and giggles, give me your top four. Um, just obviously, it's going to be a random guess, but uh, I'm going to go. I'll go first. Um, so obviously, I think the big story is going to be the Warriors, just because they have um, like two lottery picks, and then obviously, what's going to happen with the Minnesota um, pick is, is a big story, and obviously, that's like a, a team that you look at with like Clay Thompson and Steph and Draymond. Like they should be like a really good team next year once they get all those guys back healthy. Um, the other thing is obviously going to be the Thunder. They have like a gazillion uh, draft picks and they can actually, it's, a, it's seen as like a five player draft. And if things break a certain way with the lottery, as in like the Rockets fall to number five, which there's like a coin flip chance of that happening. The Thunder could theoretically have two top five picks. They could get two of those five, you know, huge prospects. So that's definitely something to watch. And that would really kick off, you know, take their rebuild to the next level. Um, as far as predictions, I'm going to actually go with an upset pick as my number one. I'm going to say the Spurs win the lottery. I'm going to say that the Orlando Magic at the second pick, because they haven't, they didn't have a lot of lottery luck um, when they were doing this before. And I, I feel like, the, you know, the lottery guys are going to throw them a bone. On uh, number three, I'm going to say the Thunder get the third pick. And then uh, I'm going to say the Pistons get the fourth pick. And then the Rockets fall out and get screwed and end up as the 18th pick. Um, so I don't know. What are you guys looking for? Um, go ahead, Raleigh. Oh, I think he's muted again. Yeah, Raleigh's muted. Um, uh, can you, can you say, actually say that question again? Sorry. No, I got it. I got it. I, okay, I, go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm going to say if San, if San Antonio wins it, it's rigged. Let's just let's go get out of that. Um, anyways. I'm going to say Magic win it, then Cleveland, okay. Houston. Um, after that, it's, it's kind of tough. I guess uh, I guess I'll say Minnesota, and then I'll say Toronto. Wait, did you have Minnesota in your top uh, in your top uh, three? No, four. Oh, so then Golden State would get the fourth pick. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Who, who, who? What are you watching for? Is there like anything that you're like? Is there anything uh, one that you're rooting for to happen? I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of rooting for the Spurs just because I've always respected them. I feel like they're the Patriots of the NBA, and I really kind of feel like as a franchise, like they just have a lot of like okay young players, but they don't really have anything exciting there. And I feel like a number one pick going there would really give just such a jolt to their franchise. Right. And you know that Popovich would develop that player correctly, too. So it would be a good landing spot for well, him. What I'm looking in. for is to see if Golden State gets a lottery pick. <laughs> well, so Golden State has watching. two. They already watching. have their own. And right. they have the possibility of getting Minnesota's if it doesn't land in the top three. Right. I, I, I'm looking to see if Golden State gets a, a lottery pick. I really am. Because that team, can you imagine if they get another lottery pick? Like, what? Like, that, I'm interested to see what they do in the trade market. I, I think um, it wouldn't. It's not going to surprise me, especially if their pick doesn't land in the top five and, and it conveys. I uh, I would look for them to think about shopping it um, around. Oh, for sure. If they, they, they get a top five pick, I mean, they they that they can really do some some damage. 
Okay. See, actually, if they get if they get a top five pick, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually take take a player and keep him, keep right. it just because of how loaded the top five is. But if it's like six or seven, I feel like they're just going to trade it for whatever right. they get. Well, even if, even if they don't trade the top five pick, I mean, even if they pick someone like you said, I mean that that they're gonna. They're gonna have a squad, and they already have. Ooh, a guy like Jalen Suggs going there in there. That that's like a dude who has played on like, uh, you know, been in the Final Four in college. Like he plays right. like a, a a game that's like he's a winning player. Like he, you know, he can fit. I think he can fit in on a winning squad day one. Um, he's like a third. Get a top five talent going to Golden State is like, it, to me, it's almost like, um. The closest comparable is when the um when the Celtics were uh you know came off the conference finals and picked Tatum, but the Celtics even then they didn't really have like a bunch of like former champions and stuff, right? It was like a good squad, but um, yeah, but if Golden, if Clay Thompson comes back eighty five percent of what he used to be, I mean, I that that's going to be insane. And then they have Wiseman still developing. Like, come on. Like, what are they going to get a power for? Like, what what, what are they going to do? Probably get a, a another wing or something. Yeah, I mean, I would, but or I just mean, take. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, T. Yeah, T. What do you think? Uh, I, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, you don't have to care. I just thought it was either. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I, you know, I don't want, obviously I don't want Golden State to win. I, I and I just, my yeah. biggest thing is I want a team that hasn't gotten a first place person or first person to get someone, you know, I'm always about competition. So I would love someone that's not like, you know, Boston, Philly, Golden State, uh, Minnesota to, to get it over and over again. That's just kind of my thing. Other than that. Golden. Yeah, I feel you. I don't really want Golden State either. I think it no, would be I, a- I, I, I do. I would like to see Golden State um be uh be as good as they well develop like they used to, and next year the West is going to be freaking insane. I mean, look, it all depends on what you think the Nets are are right because like. I do want the West winner to be kind of strong just in case, like, we need them to take down the Nets in the finals. So, like, you tell me that, like, but actually thinking about it, you know what? Golden State being, like, super OP, you know, probably doesn't that much. Um, I'm just talking about the West. I don't care about the East at at this point. I just want the West conference is going to be insane if Golden State is close to being as good as they used to before KD. Even if they were just before KD, it's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have the Lakers. You have the Warriors. You have the a Clippers team with, with Kawhi back. You have the Suns, you know, potentially coming off the finals. You have the Jazz. We haven't even mentioned the number one seed yet, the Jazz. Like, the Nuggets with uh, – I mean, that's just six. And that's why if, if you're a team like the Blazers, you're kind of screwed because you're probably not cracking the top six, you know? And if you're uh, – They're not. <laughs> then they're not. They're going to be like an eight seed. There's seven. Pretty seed. much. Yeah. And, and there's definitely someone else. I. The, oh, the and the Mavs. And you have the Mavs and Luca too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's gonna be the best. Mavs might be an eight seed. Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, it depends what the they do with the rest of the roster. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Any uh, I think we're probably about to wrap up, guys. I kind of want to have some dinner. So, is there any uh, you know, follow up? <laughs> now I'm going in, boss. We we just talked up a storm. All right, sounds good. This is going to be quite a listen for uh, anyone who chooses. <laughs> yeah, we went from this to COVID to back to this. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was something. So, um, thanks for coming on, guys, and I'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to plan something. I don't know when you guys are free, but we do want to do like an off season preview sort of thing. You know, maybe kind of go through our teams and like what we're going to try to do. I feel like that would be fun. But we need we need like more people on for that. We need like. We need Shree on. We need a uh, we need a 76ers representative, whether that's like Amir or Evan or whoever wants to get on. So we need to figure that out. Right. But uh, whether it's this week or next week or whenever we have time off, we'll plan that. Yeah, it sounds good, man. All right, All right good. Later. Thanks for coming right, on the Top Chat Podcast. Peace. All right, peace.